everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. We got some big games to talk about today. I am joined by Brandon Jones. Hi. And Brad Ellis. Yo. I just noticed this, Brad, but sick Kingdom Hearts shirt. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I dig it. It's kind of hard to see. Yeah. Uh, I am your host, Ben Moore. Um, and I thought to start us off today to kind of uh, whet the appetite. You know, it's been it's been a while. We're com- we're slowly coming up on a year uh, of the new consoles being out. Mm. Uh, still have some months to go, but I was just curious, kind of in your quick estimation, how have those, those new consoles been so far? Hmm. Yep. That pretty good. S- PlayStation sold pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That, I think that's the thing that most defied my expectations about the PlayStation, that it, it sold more than the PS4. It was like, what was the PS4 doing? There's no shortages. There's no pandemic. Like, what happened? It's crazy. Um, but uh, uh, I love them. And I, I, I was happy to, because I assumed I would play more PlayStation um, just because uh, I just was way in love with the PS4, although I was like way more into 360 than the PS3. Mm-hmm. But I was happy like one of the first big next-gen things I dove into was uh, Valhalla on the Series X. Oh, nice. Yeah, and yeah. the quick resume on the Series X is is, yeah. is tough to get used to mm-hmm. when you switch back to the PlayStation. You're like, oh, right. It's, yeah. We're so, we're so fickle that we're getting used to like, you know, like just a couple seconds of load time. Biomutant had some loads and I was like, what? what is this? <laughs> I, uh... I've gotten more out of quick resume than I think I, I would have guessed that I did. Like just playing Little Nightmares 2 with my wife and it's just like just being able to just hit it and it come up immediately. It's like, oh, yeah, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett, how you feeling about the consoles? Pretty good so far. I mean, just the the load speed's been really good. Yep, I know we're talking do. about that a little bit. Um, I was watching some people play Resident Evil on PC on stream. Mm-hmm. And they had like a load screen, and I was like, I've never seen this before. Because yeah. I played Resident Evil on PS5. Mm. I don't know if it's just like the settings or anything, but I think like, there's just load screens I had personally never seen before. And I'm like, oh man, next gen is sweet with these load times, man. Just how fast yeah, everything's I, going. I've played through Village on both PC now and PS5, and the load times on PC are really quick, but it's, yeah, you're right. It's even like slightly faster on ps5 for sure and the thing i gotta say about the ps5 is like the more i use that dual sense the more i just love it like it just feels so good in your hands yeah like when a game really takes advantage of that controller too it's awesome like i think returnal Mm -hmm. did it really well it's like a it sounds really weird like to aim and use especially you hold it down halfway or the whole way yeah. And when I first tried that, I was like, I don't know, this seems kind of weird and like I'll fumble with it. But then it just became super natural to me. Totally. I was like, yeah. Oh, man, I, I can't wait for more games to do stuff like this. I feel like in the first half hour of playing Returnal, I was like, all right, I'm definitely messing this up. And now it's like I don't even think about it. You know, it's right. just a very natural uh, control scheme. The thing that is is interesting to me about these new consoles, I feel like I spend a lot of time spending a lot of time playing older games from previous mm-hmm. generations. And it's just nice having access to so many things. Like, Brandon, I know you have, uh, and I have as well, spent a lot of time criticizing PlayStation Now. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was telling Huber, I've been using PS Now on PS5, and it's like the best experience I've had with it. Hmm. So I'd be I have, cu- curious I can't remember if I've booted it up, yeah, since, yeah. I, uh, since the 
the PS5 era. Uh, one of my thing, I remember whatever month I got it, it was Halloween, and I remember like it was really nice to like dip into a like siren for like two hours, and then be right. like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, for the, sure. But that's 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 good vibes because it yeah it almost I would see these big titles they were bringing like Uncharted and God of War. I'm just like I don't know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would if that's the the way to do it. But um, and that's the thing you want hopefully with that tech as well is just slowly getting better and better. I I feel like. As much as I've enjoyed the new consoles, and I do think there's plenty of good to talk about, like you're st- we're still waiting for like that Bloodborne Witcher three oh, moment yeah. where it's like okay, we're here now. I think for sure in a technical sense, I feel like Ratchet will be like that one. Where I'm kind of mm, like, yeah, Holy that's a good shit. point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even the thing about Resident Eternal, Evil, was it- I was kind of impressed, or I was pretty impressed for with how sure. it ran, how well it ran. For sure. I think I'm almost talking because you're right. I think Ratchet is, is going to be a title show piece, and I have no doubt on that game's quality whatsoever. But I feel like I, I'm waiting for that game where it's like, oh, I'm playing this for like a month. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just the the, 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 oh, the kind sure. of the kind of game that you just dump a lot of time into. Not that there won't be like fantastic games in the meantime, but like, oh, I get you. Like, yeah, for me, that's like Final Fantasy 16, probably. Yeah, whenever that comes oh, out. Oh God, God, I hope. I hope they announce the date at E3 and they're like, November. Sooner baby. than you think, hopefully. You yeah. in for that, Jones? You in? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm way in. Oh, yeah. Way in. Yeah, that, uh, that definitely speaks to me. That uh, aesthetic, that world. I imagine you're probably pretty hungry as well, like kind of <laughs> skipping Final Fantasy 15. It's like, you know, you're, you're especially ready for some 16. It's interesting that like... Final Fantasy is going more action based. Yakuza is going more turn based. Like all mm-hmm. these, it's like the freeway and like all these franchises are like merging lanes. Like, oh, hey, yeah. what's up? Yeah, switching We're over here now. <laughs> well, then you also have like Seven Intergrade doing its own thing with its combat, which I really oh, yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, speaking of a lot going on, there have been some interesting games coming out. I said big games at the beginning. I think a, a more accurate description is like, this is, an, this is an interesting frame trap lineup. Uh, but what's been getting a lot of buzz, uh, Brandon, and you've been uh, streaming your very first playthrough yes. of it, uh, is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And I'm so curious to get you on. Um, like, I can't imagine what it's like playing Mass Effect for the first time right now. It I, Well, the one saving grace is that I'm, you know, very familiar with Bioware, you know, mm. I've played KOTOR 1, KOTOR 2, Dragon Age 1, Dragon Age 2, mm-hmm. a little bit of Inquisition. Um, so uh, it was funny, like I got to like the, everybody, Chad was saying it was on the Citadel, but they don't say it was a Citadel, they call it something else. Like the place where you dock and you get off and you meet everybody and yeah. hmm. like right after the intro. Is that the Citadel? Or That's is that... the Citadel. Yeah, I mean, oh, I thought they, I thought they called, I thought the Citadel was like, Another big thing, and this was like a, a specific name of it, like the Poseidon or something. I thought they like named the ship. Maybe it was just like the a Citadel is where you see like the bugs working, mm-hmm. and like you talk. I like to the that spider dudes the on the laptops that are just yeah, like, yeah. That's stations. that's the Citadel. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but I like you know talked to a couple people, and then I like turned the corner, went down a hallway, and I'm like, this is a Kotor ass looking hallway right here. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> I have been here before. Mm-hmm. I have not played this sci-fi Bioware game, but I have you know waited for doors to open and. Um, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing, I was a little nervous about combat and it feels like the kind of game where I'm going to forget that my partner does a thing. 
Mm. You know, like I brought up like the the ability wheel and was like, oh my God, there's all these blank spaces of like, oh yeah, they're going to learn a bunch of stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm so going to forget. I'm going to have some really difficult combat encounter and then I'm going to finish it, not looking at chat the whole time. And chat's going to be like, I remember they were talking about toss. I was like, oh, okay, we'll learn, we'll or throw or something. One guy had a force had powers, a, baby. Yeah, telekinetic ability. It's like, I'm sure. There'll be some boss fight or something I'll be able to win in five seconds, but I'm just not paying attention. What uh, what class did you pick? Um, I am the sharpshooter, whatever that one is. Um, okay. I don't I don't remember all of the classes of Mass Effect, so I'd have to look it up. But. Yeah, I can rattle it up. I, I'd say, here, I, I can tell you because I sent Blood a tweet. Oh, or I nice. sent him a description when he put it up on, on our YouTube channel because I was like, I need to put this on the stream because everybody that jumped in like 20 minutes late, they were like, cool, what's his class? Where's he from? What's his backstory? And I was like, okay, I should just have that on the mortise. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So that nobody asks. Brandon, and you know, people are, people are always jumping in the streams at different times, so you can't blame them. But one of the most jarring stream experiences is when somebody's like, like you're playing a new game and somebody's like, oh, how's the aim treating you so far? And you like give them a lengthy explanation. And right, then like right. as soon as you're done with the explanation, yeah. some other person jumps in. They're like, how's the game so far? Yeah. <laughs> uh, here we get, wait, I had it. Sorry, I'm clicking on other things. Um, I am a, of the default redhead femshep. So mm-hmm. just the, uh, I actually got advice from Bloodworth who said the more I tried to customize Shepherds in Mass Effect. The less I looked like everyone else, he's like the mo- he's like I really stood out in conversations. He's like I never really enjoyed that, and mm. I don't have, um, I don't need to necessarily express myself in a specific way when it comes to. It's kind of fun playing the default. Like I see her hair, and it's like yeah, that's the they put the that box art. That's the way they wanted that character mm-hmm. to look. Sure. Um, I am a spacer, uh, so born and raised uh, space travel, a soul survivor. Okay. Um, Tomb Raider style. And uh, Infiltrator, specifically, is my weapon class. And I'm playing on PS4. There's all that information I'm going to put up on the, the stream. Nice. stream next That's time actually soon. smart, Jones. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've played Mass Effect 1, but Mass Effect 1 is, is so much different, I think, than the other two. I, I see that a lot. Yeah. yeah specifically, combat is a, is a big... Combat and just and pacing, I think, are, are two points that I, I would really say, because in Mass Effect 1, like, you have kind of the... The intro and there's action that happens in that, but once you get to the city, the citadel, things really slow down. Oh yeah, and I think I've heard that too. Yeah, yeah, more than the other two games, it, it's it's really like a game that you take a knee in and, and just kind of soak in mm-hmm. the world building and all that stuff. Have you found like has it been captivating so far? Has it been overwhelming? Mm-hmm. Like, it, no, it's I love the alien races. I love mm-hmm. how they describe themselves, and I love how I'm a big fan of aliens that hate humans like i just i just love when humans are like humans you yeah know? like so i i, I kind of like the animosity there um uh i think the only thing i'm like intimidated by is just streaming it just the fact mm-hmm. that like i'm gonna i'm like talking to chat and i'm reading subtitles and i'm picking stuff mm-hmm. up that i'm just gonna you know i'm gonna i'm gonna meet somebody and be like who's this guy and they're like jones this is 20 hours ago you met this guy i'm like that was three months ago i yeah. don't remember like <laughs> So it's just a lot of, you know, even just in the Citadel, I was like, oh, I came into a room and I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like there's anybody interesting in the room. And chat's like, talk to every single person in this room. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Brendan, that's such an interesting point because (laughs) I I feel like Mass Effect is one of those games that A, is very beloved and B, is like, had such a wide reach. You know what I mean? It's almost almost like streaming, I feel like, Ocarina of Time, where it's just like, 
the chat, like, especially if you've never played it before, like, the chat probably has, like, an opinion on every step that you take. And I can mm-hmm. imagine that is is a little intimidating for sure. The thing is, though, that's funny, uh, it just reminded me of RPGs because I don't play a lot of morally guided RPGs. Mm. Um, and it's interesting when, like, I don't know why I'm just not phased by this, but, like, as long as I make a decision in games, like you're not going to guilt me out of that decision. And I love when games like try to do that. They're just like, Oh, what's up Shepard? Did you do this? Why did you do that? And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. Mm. I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I know that thing I had no control over that happened in a cutscene. You're really mad at me about, <laughs> but like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, I went down and shot some dudes and clicked on a terminal. I, I'm not, don't yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, uh, um, so that yeah, that always cracks me up. Just the like that a prepackaged animosity where you're just like, because yeah, I remember I did play a little bit of the first one and then just uh, I didn't I don't know why I didn't uh, uh, continue with it, but I remember like the council yelling at me and me being like, hey, <laughs> you know, like, do the best I can, right? That's why it's so much fun to play Renegade. I think in Mass Effect and and why I have such fond memories of Renegade because I I'm normally like you where I usually you know play things by the book, but. Mm-hmm. Being renegade in Mass Effect, you're just such a smug asshole that, like, when they try to give you gruff, you just, like, gruff them right back. And it just right. completely <laughs> bounces off of you in a great way yeah. uh, that's pretty entertaining. But, um, you know, in Mass Effect, I feel like the most heated conversations come down to the characters. And I would say, like, that's kind of, like, while being known for a lot of things, I think, really, like, Mass Effect, like, characters are kind of, like, the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody that has rubbed you right or rubbed you wrong so far? Anybody that you, you've kind of attached yourself to? Uh, no, I'd like to, um, one guy like set off a thing. Cause when you get the message, like the signal at the beginning of it, like mm-hmm. your, your teammate was like, was like, Oh, it set it off. I'm like, get out of the way. And then, ah, and then like, I got hit with it. And then like later he was like, well, it was a crazy mission. And I was like, check yourself, dude, <laughs> don't go touching weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that felt good. Um, I, I am, I, I remember like reprimanding Joker right away in my initial playthrough. And I was like, ah, like you walk up and like Seth Green's like, Hey, I'm Seth Green. I'm like, shut up and fly the ship. Like, oh. ah, I felt good. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be a big fan of just, re- you know, not like yelling at my crew, but right. just like, Hey, you know, I'm going to interpret this when it's my ship. as like <laughs> any like pent up feelings you have about the allies. You're just going to let out in mass effect. Oh, for sure. It's going to be like a disciplinary. One yeah. Yeah. I do like how they, because <clears throat> I know very little of Garrus as like a character with story and yeah. like what he does. You just know that a lot like, of people want to fuck Oh him. my God, the meme. Yeah. There's yeah. Just, he's all over the place. Yeah. And uh, I like how it's just like, I'm like oh, I got to talk to the council. And Garrus is like, hey. And I'm like, oh, hey, Garrus. You know, like if the first time you're playing, you might have been like, oh, who's that guy anyway? Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. you know, so many hours later, like, ooh. Jones, big, what do you uh, think about the character. Krogans? Um, trying to think. Who are the, are the Krogans Rex. the, uh, like, um, I'm not sure if you've run into a lot of Krogans yet. I haven't I run into remember. a ton of them. Yeah, like, I've, I've, re- I've kind of just gotten one sample of every jack- race. They're the Gorons of Mass Effect, essentially. Oh, Calling nice. them the Gorons You'll of know. Mass Effect is a pretty good comparison, I think. You'll know okay. when you see them then. All right. Anyways, I'll, I'll, they're the best. I'll, I'll, those are my favorite for sure. My favorite memories with those guys. Yeah. Rex is very good. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's in a lot of the art too, like a lot of the he's in Master he's in the red as well. He's he's big guy, red. big head, yes. no shoulders, yes. you know, just yes. one big. Yep. Kind of, he's great. Kind of looks like King Shark a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah okay. I just want to set it up ahead of time. <laughs> I feel like they try to have other people kind of fill Rex's spot, like other Krogans, and like it's just uh, not as good. Can't I remember Rex a CG shoes. trailer yeah. where. He, 
he gets bit by a worm, like a worm just eats him and he like blows out of its stomach and like comes out with a giant gun. I remember there was a cutscene. Three? I think it was a cutscene, yeah, yeah, before Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the trailers. I remember the That's trailers. That's cool, dude. Well. I don't remember that. And it's also it's also fun because um uh it and it's it's I could see Chat being like, be quiet, don't spoil it for Jones. But like there's so many moments where I'm just like, open up a door and like you could I can hear chat like Yeah. They know what's gonna happen. I have no idea. Like um so that's fun. It's 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 neat to get chat in a in that a position, you know, where they're like for sure. excited for me, happy for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, it looks looks great, runs great. I a question that popped into my mind, right? Because I was talking about characters, and then obviously the romantic relationships you get in a Mass Effect also something that gets a lot of attention. Do you think that would be weird to stream? Because I don't, what? I don't know that I've the ever, I don't know, stuff? yeah, I don't know that I've ever, I'm just thinking about it. I don't know that I've ever streamed a sex scene in a game. <laughs> First time for everything. Yeah. God of War, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just say there's way weirder shit on Twitch, so I wouldn't That's worry about it. That's very true. <laughs> That's a good point. Chad would That's be so point. pissed if, like, I cut the stream. I was yeah. like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Femship's got to go take care of some diplomacy. I'll see you guys next stream. Right, right. <laughs> that would be the worst. I remember seeing Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme with my friend's dad. And we we're like in the theater and I'm sitting next to my friend's dad and like there's like this hot sex scene in it. And I was like, eh. yeah, <laughs> was like, a little awkward. Yeah. I'm with my friend's dad. Yeah, man. I, I just I remember watching movies with my parents and then like it, it doesn't even have to be a sex scene. Just like a sexual wealth scene can be like and everybody's just sitting there in stone cold silence. It's so awkward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it'll be awkward on the stream. Yeah. Tune in. Yeah. I'm curious how that'll go down for sure. Because, like, I feel like the, the sex scenes in Mass Effect are, like, pretty tame. Oh, yeah. I, I I imagine me letting, letting like, a planet, you know, die out and explode, but it's, like, my relationship choices that really rub chat the wrong way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what it would be. Slaughtered hundreds of people. And they're like, yeah, but that asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people have strong opinions, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you've gotten to any of the Mako stuff, right? The vehicle? No, I am. Oh, man. I can't wait. To control something people say has bad controls. I can't yeah. always get excited for that, especially in like re-releases or remasters where they're just like, oh yeah, part's terrible. I'm like, oh, here we go. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious how it feels now because I remember it at the time it was just like boring. Like it's just like yep. you're driving around like sure. shooting at things. It's it's just very... Yeah. I can just see myself like I love when you play like Breath of the Wild and like, you know, deep down you can't get up that cliff wall, but damn it, you're going to try. You know, like right. I can just imagine me like... Chat's like, you're not even supposed to be over here, Jones. I'm just like, hold on, I got this. Well, those are those. Are, I feel like those are the Mako memes where it's like, oh, it's going at like a 90 degree angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's the 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 mud game that Blood likes? The what's mud the, game the big, that Blood likes is so the big funny. wheel mud game. You know, where you just like, just, like yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah. up the hill and just like, uh, no, I can't remember. we memed this game. What was it? That's gonna I be don't me. remember. The Mako. Uh, so you're you're streaming this two hours a week, right? That's what you're doing? Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m. Has that yeah. been an... I, are you going to go through all the games? I don't know. Okay. We'll see. That's, <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to make that promise. It sounds logical, and it's not like I've been dying to just play Mass Effect 1 and not play the other ones. Yeah, but, yeah. No. We'll see. Is two <laughs> hours first one be like, enough <laughs> time? Yeah. I mean, okay. so far, the intro, you know, uh, with, with two hours, I just got to the Citadel, and I was talking to people. I was just about to talk to the council. Mm-hmm. So that was like a mission, plenty of combat, new characters, like... Um, but yeah, I, I might also, if I have like a, 
wide open Saturday or something. I might squeeze in two, three, four more hours. Nice. Um, there. I guess the other question is, does does it? How does it look? How does it? How's it? How's it run? How's the legendary aspect of it? Uh, there's nothing performance wise that seems odd, and and there's nothing where I've been like, ah, clearly that looked like crap before, mm-hmm. like. Um, it just feels like Bioware, you know, it's sure. just, they, they have like their, their, you know, their engines change over time, but they really have a very specific style. Like once you get into how conversations work and, yeah. um, um, but, uh, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Bioware definitely has a feel. It's very similar, I think, to like kind of how, but like you immediately know when you're playing a Bethesda game, right? Like yes. it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's, there's just a feeling the way Somebody, things move around. Yeah. It's a really good meme where they're like, they're like, they're like characters in an Elder Scroll game yeah. when you talk to them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like their yeah. eyes. <laughs> you're like, ah, too close, too close, a little too close. I'm also me- like just constantly going to new places and, mm-hmm. um, uh, meeting new races and stuff like that. So like I might get, you know, hour 10, 20, I might be like, okay, this engine's starting to wear or, sure. uh, I mean the biggest thing, no, the biggest thing, Ben, that is so funny about the 360 PS3 era is the fonts are just huge. <laughs> and it's interesting. It's interesting that like they didn't change that with, you know, an up an upgrade, but it was just like our first foray into uh, 16 by nine in gaming. And so it was like, everyone was so scared to make their buttons small. And so it's funny, you like go into the HUD and just like, whoa, <laughs> do I want this option? Boop, this, boop, like these massive buttons. Um, yeah, the, the HUD still looks very, you know, early 2000s, but. Uh, um, Have you been so digging into the the codex a lot? Because that's where you get a lot of the supplemental information about everything. I'm going to do that before every stream. Okay. So I'm gonna yeah, go that's through. probably a good way to handle it. I like, they haven't la- I like that they label the ones I haven't listened to. So like, I'm going to take an hour before I go live and just like, okay, right. Okay. All right. Hmm. Yep. Yep. I remember that. Yeah. Chat's also got my back as well, but uh, be nice to know. Get all caught up in this world. Because it's just a whole new thing. I have no purchase on this world at all. I have mm. no expectations going into it. I have no, I don't need the story to end a certain way. Um, so yeah, it's fun. It's fun to just kind of float through the world. Man, the codex is so good. I, it, it goes into like Narrated a level. Narrated and de- shit? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, the way it's presented and the detail it goes into, I really wish other games like had that kind of style of of supplemental lore i guess i've told huber the the talking of the people outside of the animus in assassin's creed used to be so much more of a common thing like uh i loved um i know assassin's creed 3 has got a lot of issues but i went to school in boston so it was fun when i would see a marker and be like what's this and they're like oh this is where benjamin franklin liked to have tea and Uh it's like oh like cool you know like i i know this building or i know the building that's there now and like fall and you know uh, origin stuff like that they don't really have that like check in with somebody's like hey you know like a tour guide or a pilot and they're like hey if you look out the the side of your window you'll see the grand canyon it's neat to get little updates like that it's funny uh because a few months ago i was like i'm gonna give andromeda another shot and like i i definitely heard people be like oh it's like better than it gets credit for or like oh i really enjoyed it and i was kind of going in expecting to have that response and i was like I had the exact opposite response. I was like, I don't want to play this at all. Like none of no. like this is this is worse than I remember it being. No, yeah, no. I just Damn. nothing about it was registering with me in a in an interesting way at all. Um, well, I'm glad that hasn't happened. That would be funny if I like booted this up and it's like, oh wait, that's right, I hate this game. Right, 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 right. <laughs> cancel. Full playthrough, cancel everybody. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. Uh, Brad, yes, you've been playing a game that looks so interesting to me. I have not touched it, but I know it's gotten a lot of buzz, I feel like, over the years, uh, and that is Subnautica. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel like recently with a lot of games I've been playing, I've kind of out of my wheelhouse, I would say, usually. Yeah, that's like, good. That's Subnautica good. is a, a survival, like, just exploration game. And that's not something I usually dabble around with. I've been doing it more kind of here and there with, like, Terraria and stuff like this, but Subnautica <laughs> is a really enthralling game, I would say, especially because I didn't know anything about it when I hopped into it. I had no idea what any of this was. Yeah, and I feel like I only have the loosest sense of what it is. Like, I know you explore underwater, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah, you're stranded on an alien planet after, like, a okay. crash, and it's, like, just an ocean, pretty much. And it's nice. like, well, go go figure out what to do kind of thing like that. But there's mm-hmm. a there's a lot of... There's actually a really cool story once you put together the pieces, like a lot of audio logs and... Uh, like text logs because there's other survivors on the planet that crashed also there cool so you're going through the ocean kind of piecing together clues like your ultimate goal is to get off this planet so you're kind of figuring out how to do that mm-hmm. i i don't really want to talk about any sto- story specific things because i feel like it's kind of spoilers but yeah i'm sure it's not as cryptic but this is kind of reminding me of outer wilds what you're describing kind of yeah um hmm. i feel like this gives you a little more than that than what i recall sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the scheme, it doesn't, like, hold you by the hand by any means, but you get the mm-hmm. information, and if you read stuff, you could figure out, or you can get an idea of where to go. So cool. I was never really like, I don't know what the hell to do right now kind of thing. There was always somewhere I could go. I think it's 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 always so fascinating, like, piecing together what's going on in a place that you don't know anything about. The only time that where I feel like that kind of storytelling can become a problem is you mentioned that you're, like, picking up these audio logs, right? And it's like, do you ever run into it where it's like, oh, I missed one. And so like, yeah, I, I have that. the beginning and I have the end, but I don't have the middle. That can be kind when of When they great. number them, you're like, yeah, ah. yeah, they are numbered. So I'm always <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I'm missing one here or there. But okay. it just makes me want to put it together even more, I would say, cool. the rest of the conversation to seek it out. But, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so are you like crafting? Are you, is there combat? Oh, yeah. Like you're crafting. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Nice. Is craft heavy game. So you start off, you have like a little a little life pod you start off the game with. You know, mm-hmm. you got some like a thing you can make stuff with, but you gotta gather materials out in the world. Like one of the early things you can get is a seamoth thing. It's kind of like a little motor you hang on to in the water to go faster. Oh, or you sweet. can craft like bigger oxygen tanks or better fins and stuff like that. But eventually you can make your own base anywhere you want oh, underwater. Cool. And so, but like when you build your base, you got to think about like, oh, I need power. So I was putting up like solar panels, stuff like that. I was growing crops eventually in my own base to feed me and drink water, like a water purification thing. So it was all that kind of survival stuff that you love or people enjoy out of survival games and like building your own base. But (laughs) so there's a lot of terrifying creatures in these waters, I would say. (laughs) That really caught me off guard. I definitely thought about Jones and Ian a lot playing this game where I was like, this is a nightmare for them. Uh, yeah. Is it the kind of survival game where, like, you build a base and these creatures can destroy it? No, no, no. Well, okay. it depends where you build the base, I guess. Okay. Like, I built my base mainly where I started the game. It's this place, I think it's called the Safe Shallows. It's a much shallower area. There's no, like, not really so many predators you gotta worry about. It's when you start going out, Ben, like, deep. Like, you go mm-hmm. deep into the ocean in this game. Then you see some real fucked up shit down there. Like, uh, is there fast travel? No. 
Oh, no. You get stuff. You get vehicles, Jones. Like I built like a little sub to help me like navigate through this, but later on I built a big ass submarine, like huge <laughs> submarine, like going real deep. Where I was like, Jones, I built this submarine on the, this huge open space of water, and I felt that fear that you probably feel all the time. Where I'm just like, this is like strangely terrifying to me for some reason. Like I don't know mm-hmm. why there's nothing up here right now that's gonna get me. I'm in this huge open water i can't see anything below me and there's a humongous sub in front of me now and i'm gonna ride this puppy down deep deep into the depths and hope i don't get killed by something so is is part of the strategy right like as you're venturing farther and farther out like just managing your oxygen and like planning ahead yeah for definitely like you're... planning like getting water like having water stored or something like that in your inventory you're like i'm gonna get thirsty i don't know how long i'm gonna be out so i'm gonna need some water or some food having mm-hmm. space you know like if you go to an area you might find some new minerals that you can't get anywhere else for other gotcha. upgrades you're like okay well, i'm gonna keep space for that but you could like you can build a base anywhere if you want so you can build multiple bases to help you just make getting around easier for you mm. but there is cool. no like there's no like map where you can just be like oh. you can pull up your map and be like oh okay this is where this is you have to get like beacon you have to like craft that's like what I was going to ask. Or something, okay. mm, cool. Dump them somewhere, like label them, whatever you want. So you could be like, okay, I can see that. So you could gotcha. like all your vehicles, you could have them so you could see where they are at all times if you want, but like, you don't have a world map or anything like that. Are they, can you make the beacons like different colors so you yep. can like, cool. cool There's cool, like, cool. so That's... yeah, all your, you have like a menu where you can turn the stuff off you want to see and whatnot, but you can also change the colors of them. So you're like, oh, uh, I want this beacon to be blue. This one to be red. So when you when you encounter these creatures, do you just kind of have to navigate around them, or do you have sometimes like okay. for instance, there was there was a crash site I needed to get. So like a lot of to build new stuff, been a lot of is you have to scan items to get blueprints of it. So like mm-hmm. I need to scan three types of this thing to be able to craft it, kind of thing. And I was in an area where I needed some some, and there's these huge like leviathan creatures kind of patrolling around me. So I'm like, okay, well. I got to get in here and get these right. plants, but also got to be aware of these guys. And like, I was in a little pod kind of driving around and like, those things fucking like grab you when you're in that <laughs> thing and are like shaking you around. It's terrifying. What happens if you get killed? If you get killed, you return back to your base. I think you have a little less items, but I okay. think your vehicles stay wherever you were. So you'd have to get back to gotcha. it. You could... You can save anytime you want. So if you're like, okay, this could be a sketch oh, part, cool. so I can okay. save right now. Nice. Nice. Do do your vehicles have durability? Like, can they yep. get damaged? You gotta okay. f- you gotta fix them. You get tools to like fix stuff, so you could hop out real quick and just kind of fix it up. But you need power for all these things, like batteries. But you could build battery chargers at your base to recharge them, or you can just build new ones if you want. So you have all these tools you need to do stuff with, but the game gives you the resources to manage it. Okay. Um. Is there any randomization at all? I don't. I think some of the item placement may be somewhat, okay. but I think the ocean is laid out in a very specific way. Like, it will. this region will always be in this kind of area of the map sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very deliberately laid out. Um, how, how long have you been playing Subnautica? I played like 25 hours, I think. Okay, and to finish did, it? and you, oh, you and you finished it. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. And would you say 
because I guess I don't really have a good gauge for like how long a survival game like that should be. Were, yeah, were you no pretty? Idea. Were you pretty like? Was it just as much fun at the beginning as it was in the end, or did it? Did you like get I sick just, of constantly dude, crafting? I got or? fucking addicted to this game for some oh, reason. Nice. I, don't know why <laughs> I got addicted to this game, but I was just like, dude, I got to keep <laughs> playing. Wow! Like I, nice. I just want to cool. keep nice. playing this game. I want to build this new upgrade. I want to build this new vehicle yeah. to go to this new area I couldn't go before. Really, like just small changes got me hyped. Just yeah. small tweaks where I was like, "Oh man, now I can go this kind of area," but I'm terrified to go down there. Man, this is sounding really appealing because I love exploration in games. Um, yeah, it's I cool. believe exploration's great. I, I, I guess I don't know exactly what it is, but I think there's a like Subnautica expansion coming out soon. There's right? Below Where, Zero. Mm-hmm. That's Below the Zero. new yeah. game. Yeah. Okay, and you're playing as a different character in that. I believe so, and I believe you want to play the first game if you care about story. Okay. That's what I've heard. Okay. So are you in for it. that? Oh, it sounds yeah. like definitely. Oh, yeah. I'll okay. be there. Nice. 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 Not right now. Um, I can't handle back-to-back, but I'll be and there it is, soon. this... This game is currently downloaded on my PlayStation Five because yes, I think Charles. it's on. I think yep. it was on PS Plus or something. It was. Yeah, there was some. Oh, I missed it. And then they had a PS Five right. version too. They came out with. Um, is there so. VR support for this on PC? It seems I like I think I think this it, there is VR support. I think there is. Cool. I actually have Steam pulled up, so I can. If look. you want to yeah. be brave, uh, did you did you play this on uh, PS Five or PC? I did because we I had it already. So oh, I already own it I on Steam. I just played on PS5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm nice. sure control just fine with mouse and keyboard or whatever. Oh, it does like, support VR. With controller. Wow. Yeah, VR would be sick. Yeah. Terrifying. Uh, so you said, you said you played with controller because that was going to be one of my mm-hmm. questions is is how was that experience? It was, it was, it was I had no issues controlling myself, especially in a game cool. where you're just swimming a lot. You know, water con- swimming controls could always be finicky, but worked well here. Um, I mean, since you're spending so much of the game underwater, uh, do you feel like it, you know, changed pretty dramatically visually as mm-hmm. you were yep. going to different places? Okay. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like, I don't want to tell you what's like down in some of these areas. Yeah. Like, well, I'm looking at the store Steam page and there's like, it's like all dark and glowing and that seems cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of cool stuff down there. Brad, I think you might have sold me Subnautica. It's really cool. And I usually don't play games like this, but this one really got me. That's awesome. Yeah, Jones, I'm surprised you have it downloaded on your PS5 if this is like a big fear of yours. It's like when you get a toothache and you can't stop pushing it with your tongue. Sure. You know, it's, oh just, it's the kind of thing where it's just like it's always. Yep. I, my, I think my favorite scary moment in a video game with water was uh, Oblivion. There was a cave. There was like a little puddle. And I was like, what is it? And I'm like, oh, maybe there's something. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of deep. And then I like was swimming in the puddle. It just kept going and going and going. And go- I'm like, what is at the bottom of this thing? And then it finally rounded out to a little tiny hole. And then I peeked through that hole. And this huge like snake thing came up and snapped to the screen. And I was just like, <laughs> never again. I'm never Because <laughs> I was like just staring right at it, you know. So it's like. But at the same time, like that that rush. I mean, I play horror games. You know, yeah. it's like I play I play games to elicit that kind of electric charge mm-hmm. um, when it when it works. And so um, I, I'm happy. I, I did the hunting Huber episode where we were like Huber was a shark <laughs> chasing us. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's fun. To, it's fun to scratch that itch. Just not not. I enjoy it because it's terrifying. I don't enjoy it because uh, um, I'm not afraid of those things. I am 
extremely afraid of being underwater. Yeah. Right. It's not our turf. You can't hear as well. You're not. There's so many things. If, I, if I'm ever doing this, if there's like a panel and I'm in the water and like, I'm going to be thinking like something is rushing me right now. Somebody like there is something that sees me is barreling right at me, teeth bared, and I just can't see it. And it would probably take me a second to turn around to check. Like, yeah. As a, as a kid, I would feel like if I didn't have like my feet covered as I was sleeping, like somebody was going to come up and grab my feet. Um, but it's, it's fascinating because uh, I, I adore horror. Like horror is one of my favorite things. Uh, and my wife is, just doesn't understand it. And it's like her least favorite thing in the world. And she's like, why do you want to be scared? Like, I never want that feeling ever. And it's like, I crave that feeling all the time. Like, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah. uh, it's just a totally a personality thing. Like, you, it's, some people yeah. just like never, never, ever want it. So. Uh, yeah, I, I would say also this isn't like, I wouldn't label this a horror game or anything like that right. at all. But there is just some. Depending on the person you are, there's some terrifying things out there. Yeah. I wonder if Steam knows enough about me to label it horror. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it would just pop that genre for me. Yeah. It's it's fascinating that you say that, Brad, because and I believe you. And I'm sure like when you're actually swimming around, it feels much different. But like just kind of on the surface, it just seems like such a colorful kind of cartoonish mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. that it's yeah. hard to imagine anything be terrifying. But yeah, yeah. I'm sure first person in the moment oh man i shouldn't be looking at screenshots to a lot of that stuff yeah cool 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 it sounds sick i this is definitely something i want to make a really fun of because below zero is out probably soon right i think it's it's out already already. okay yeah you can buy it right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah release date may 13th 2021 so yeah very soon sick 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 um well speaking of scary games it's not scary in the traditional sense it's just brutal <laughs> uh i've been playing um shimming i'm intensity three nocturne oh, for review uh and this game is like it just hilariously trolls you in a way like there are some things that you have to do that I can't believe it has you do like there's this there's this if you want to get the true demon ending there's this labyrinth and like every it's just such a hilarious maze and you like can't get through this locked door and it's like oh you have to go to this location to a locked door like I gave the key to my friend who's getting drunk at this bar and you go all the way to the bar and it's just such a huge pain in the ass and then you get there and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I gave I sold the key to somebody else. And you're just like, you are just <laughs> trolling me at this point. Like mm-hmm. you you are this is this has to be done uh, intentionally. But it's such a, a fascinating game. And I know, you know, you're both JRPG fans as well. Uh, playing this game is such a trip because it's making me realize like, boy, JRPGs like really take it easy on people. Okay. Like changed. They've they've changed a lot, but I think even at the time that this came out, like this was punching yeah, this was harder. Notoriously hard game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's it's one of those games where like you'll be going along and you'll ex- you'll be exploring and then just something will cast a spell and instantly kill you, right? Or like I was yesterday I was playing and I was like I was like fighting a boss 
and then it just like instantly killed me because this is also the kind of game where like you have your main character uh and you have like a party of demons that you have to recruit by talking to them and <laughs> if your main character dies that's it like you're done yeah, game you over. can't you can't revive them and so you need to make sure that they're alive um and like you'll just be fighting a boss and the boss will you know go into its next phase and have like some sort of super attack and you're just like shit like i lost like i just lost progress here like there's not auto saving like i have to work my way back to the boss like everything is a struggle uh and i can imagine it not being appealing to a lot of people but i think if you're like in for a hardcore jrpg you'd be hard pressed to find a better one because like i feel like a lot of jrpgs like they don't make you master the battle system and like to get through nocturne even on the normal difficulty it's like you need to know what you're doing right like like top to bottom like you need to know how this press turn system works when to pass turns you need to buff and debuff depending on the situation. You need to have demons that can like plug a lot of holes or weaknesses in your lineup. And it's just like, it's so satisfying having to be, I think the best way to describe it is like so thoroughly strategic, right? Where it's like, you're really getting into uh, kind of the nitty gritty details of, of every aspect of combat. I think it's so funny. And like, right. it's hilarious. Uh, and if you guys have any questions, feel free to jump in. Uh, but it's it's hilarious how how thoroughly the game can fuck you over, and like in how many different ways. Because you'll just be like, "Oh, I want to fuse this." Like it really teaches you to save because you'll be like, "Oh, I want to fuse this demon," and it'll just be like, "Yeah, the fusion just failed." Like we just you yeah. wanted the super awesome thing, just failed. Uh, yeah, it just failed, and you got like a tr piece of trash. GG. Or yeah. like you'll be you'll be going along, and it's like, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> this demon wants to change a skill. We're not going to tell you what skill it's going to change, and we're not going to yeah. tell you what it's going to turn into. And you, I've, I've run into this multiple times where it's like, oh, you took away the most useful skill that that demon had, and you gave me trash. Like it, I just, I just don't need this. Rip. And so you just have, you have to roll the dice or not roll the dice, and you have to make those decisions. Or, like, you'll talk to somebody and they're like, hey, do you want to rest? And they'll, like, steal shit from you. <laughs> or <laughs> your main character will level up. Uh, and this is a pretty cool aspect of the game. You, It's this thing called Magatama. And it's a way you can kind of change your main character where it's like, depending on the type of Magatama you have you'll have certain strengths and weaknesses and you'll learn certain abilities and it will buff up stats in a different way. Just committing that pronunciation for the review. Sorry. Just Magatama. Yeah. There's, Magatama. there's a lot Boom, of that. There's it. like Kagasuchi. There's Magatama. There's a lot of it's. Oh no. Yes. It, yeah. Jones, we might be fucked for the review. Uh, but um, anyway, when you level up the main character, sometimes it will say like, Hey, the Magatama is acting violently within you. Do you want it to continue? And, like, sometimes you want to say yes, because sometimes it'll just be like, cool, we just healed your entire party. We got all their MP back, which is very precious, uh, right. and all their HP back, and you're like, cool, awesome. And then sometimes it'll be, just be like, yeah, now you're cursed. 
Like now you have to like go to a healing person and you have to pay for them to heal you and, and mm-hmm. remove the curse. And so it's just like there it's it's hilarious how many times uh the game can kick you in the balls. But I play a lot of JRPGs and so it's kind of nice having this experience because it it reminds me of like how hyped I would get as a kid beating like a tough boss. Mm-hmm. That's like every boss in this game. <laughs> is yep. it's kind of gives you that everything is a struggle and it's 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 really kind of fun and satisfying being like okay i have to do the, the boss multiple times to kind of get a feel for what it's going to do or it's like oh i'm going to switch in this demon maybe it'll have a better chance uh or whatever um and that's that's really really fun so i think if you're into that kind of painful strategy that is definitely uh present here is the difficulty uh, an SMT thing, or is that just specific to Nocturne? And yeah. is Nocturne like one of the standard SMTs, or is it like a side story? Yeah, so it's part here? of the the mainline Shimigami Tensei games, and it is very much an SMT thing. Because uh, I played SMT four way back when that came out, and that that game is a difficult game as well, and that game can definitely kick you in the balls as well. It, you know, I I don't have the benefit of playing them back to back, but. Just going off of memory, I feel like Nocturne is more devious than SMT4. Like mm-hmm. it, it definitely uh, has has more of a mean spiritedness to it, and I say that as a compliment. Um, but there's some there's some other really cool things as well. Uh, if you have the Dante DLC, I don't want to ruin it for anybody that has yet to experience it. But if you're a Devil May Cry fan how well they incorporate Dante into this universe is so sick and so satisfying. Like he's hunting demons in there or something. Yes. And you just have more interaction with him than I thought you were going to have. And it ends up being like pretty cool to the point where I know you have to either get the deluxe edition to get this, or you have to like pay for it separately I super think it's worth it if you care about Dante. If right. you don't, then whatever, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty sick as a huge Devil May Cry fan. Uh, ben, I played this game a little bit way back on PS2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember the thing that made me play it is the art style of the game. I oh wasn't God. really familiar with Shin Megami Tensei at the time. I think I rented this game. Yeah. How do how do how are the visuals looking now that it's been? remastered and all that stuff yeah so i think the the style uh specifically the character and demon designs uh they're just they're just godlike they're, 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 they're just the truly like the yeah. best in the business i think that conico art is amazing so you're right on the money there but brad i would say it almost saves it visually uh mm-hmm. and there are definitely places that you'll go into um like there's this demon hq this faction called the mantra they have a pretty cool area and the mannequins kind of hold up in this place that's that's pretty interesting but when you're actually exploring the dungeons it's it's kind of what brandon is talking about with mass effect where he's like yeah this is a bioware hallway the environments are incredibly bland for the most part where it's just sort of Mm -hmm. like and and smt has kind of this baked into it where that you know there's a lot of dungeon crawling but it's just yep. like a lot of like caves that are just like gray lumps or like you're going in a dungeon it's just like copy pasted stuff and so i think if that is like 
a sticking point for you. It's a lot of bland, repetitious mm-hmm. environments for sure. Um, but the demon designs are so good that like, and some of the bosses that you fight just look so fucking sick. Yeah. Uh, I do think that's kind of a disappointment. So I think like as a re- like as a game, I think it's fantastic, right? Like I think it's, there's a lot to praise here, but like as a remaster, it's kind of disappointing. And it's not that they they haven't made significant improvements. They added voice acting, which is not in the original version of the game. So that's a big deal. Um, and they added a, like if if you're worried about the difficulty, there's a new merciful difficulty which i have not checked out yet but that's there uh if you want the game to take it easier on you and so there, there are things here that are a big deal but you'll like run into some textures i think especially in the the world map or like you'll hear the compressed audio and you're like this is not that impressive of a remaster like i think the quality of the game still absolutely makes it worth paying but mm-hmm. they're charging 50 dollars for the basic version of this and this is like a like a 17-year-old game and $70 for the deluxe edition and it's like man I really wish you could have done more here and I know kind of the philosophy going into this was like keep as much of the original experience right. intact as you can and I definitely think there's kind of a nobleness to that and I respect that and I do think this game is like really special but at the price you're charging for it, like, I don't know. I don't know that it's like that much better than the original version. And so that, that that's where kind of my hangups are. Not sure, so much yeah. the game itself, uh, but kind of its quality as a remaster and, and the price that they're asking for it. Um, but Brandon, you kind of mentioned with Mass Effect that you don't play a lot of games, uh, a lot of uh, RPGs that kind of put you in a moral quandary. Um, and this is very much a classic SMT thing where you, the world is destroyed, right? So you're, you're, you're in a ruined Tokyo where demons have like kind of taken over and almost every human is dead and you'll run into these different people and they'll be like, this is how I want the world to go. And so like one person is like, I, I want a world of stillness where we don't like have to worry about emotions anymore. It's very much Evangelion in that sense where it's like, I kind of just want everybody to be at peace. Uh, and then you'll run into somebody that's like, this new world will be ruled by the strong, the weak should be subservient to them. And so you get, you get kind of all of these like broad ideologies and you can kind of choose who you support. Uh, and that will sort of like set you down a path, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is, is pretty interesting. Uh, as well is it obvious when you're doing that like does the is obvious i'm talking to these people yes. that are going to to do this yes. it's not like okay. and they will they will like they'll ask you questions like do you want to support me blah 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 and that'll like kind of like put you in that direction uh but there's a path that you can go that has some really hard stuff in it uh that is optional but is super fun that i would totally recommend doing it's the true demon path but um yeah it's interesting I'd, I'd be curious to get some other allies takes on it because i think the story is really interesting but it's very mm-hmm. different than i i think what people 
tend to think of uh, with contemporary MMOs. I think like, or not MMOs, RPGs, because it's it's not it's not really about the characters. Um, I do think there are mm. some interesting characters here, but it's not like. I feel like a lot of JRPG selling points are it's like, oh, I have this party and I get to learn about their backstories and their histories. And and that's kind of a main draw. That's not really the case here. And it certainly wasn't the case really in SMT4 either. But even mm. more so here, it's it's sort of like I am alone in this world and I'm seeing how different people, different groups of beings are like dealing with this apocalypse, dealing with... Uh, these themes, and so it's 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 a lot more um, sparse in terms of story, and it's a lot more philosophical, I would say. Because mm. uh, I'm curious about not to like drag the conversation out to bring in a whole other game. No, go but, ahead. Uh, I I I think SMT five might be kind of a fun time to to jump into this franchise, and like I think the main thing that's turned me off is. Um, and we've joked about, I've, I've mentioned this to you before, Ben, mm. in the past when you're like, like when you say like, you really got to master this job system, yeah. that's actually like a bizarre turn off. Yeah, me. totally. No, I get, I, don't, I get it. Like if I have like a four hour gameplay session and it's like, I, there's just no break. There's no time where I'm like, we, this is fun. Every time I'm like, oh, okay, okay, heal. You know, yeah. It's like, that could be kind of stressful and me being like, I'm this stressed out, just living life and working. Why am I doing this to right. myself? I'm playing a game. <laughs> um, but, uh, I think even more than the worlds I've seen of Persona, SMT just kind of seems up my alley. Like, um, yo, so I'm curious. I'm curious to to dive in and yo, it, you won't you won't hurt you won't uh, be mad at me if I lower the difficulty. No, a no, bit. no, no, no. I wonder if SMT five is going to happen. No, no, no. Um, as 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 much of a Persona fan as I am, I think the world of at like core SMT is just more interesting. Because Brad, it's funny. I remember like being in like Blockbuster or something, and like looking at that box art, and I'm like, that looks sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, it I, is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that, and like Shadow Hearts. PS2 had a lot of just really badass looking yep. RPGs. I was like, oh, that's cool. Brandon, I know. I know we've talked about metal in the past, but it's, it's some of the things like the, it, in a way, like SMT is like kind of like the most metal game. Like you, <laughs> yeah. you just fight like Ghost Rider at some point. Like a lot of the major bosses just are skulls and it's great or yeah. skeletons in some way. And it's just like the soundtrack, the soundtrack is really cool. And what I appreciate about the soundtrack, I wish that like the actual, like it wasn't the actual recording quality of it was a little bit better. It wasn't so compressed, but the music itself is amazing and it, it'll go in and it'll have like really shredding moments, but unlike other JRPGs, it doesn't overuse that. Like, Mm-hmm. When you go t- into a very imposing place that's like like flames everywhere or whatever, it's not like beating you over the head with guitar. It's like very like atmospheric and ominous. And so it, it kind of knows when to uh, lean in on those moments, which I appreciate. I, I feel like some JRPGs have some cool, you know, rock or metal stuff, but they just like use it way too much. Uh, and it, it kind of you kind of become numb to it, but yeah, Brandon, I would love for you to get yeah. into SMT. I would say because I was playing SMT, like I have quite a bit of experience at this point with SMT, and I was like, like thinking about it now, I'm like, I can't imagine if like this was my first game because like my knowledge from <laughs> all the other games that I've played is like mine. really carrying yeah is really carrying wow, over like, here what the it's, fuck <laughs> yeah 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 you know, <laughs> shit it, on in like a second i was like what happened <laughs> yeah getting shit on in like a second 
Like, I feel like I know what I'm doing and things will still rip me a new asshole. Mm-hmm. And so wow. like, I can imagine it being a very brutal uh, yeah. experience, but I, well, that'll, that'll be my experience. Well, I'm looking, I'm you know, I was thinking about it, Brandon, it might be fun. Cause I don't want to like backseat game you, but like, I feel like I could be like, okay, I could give you some tips. Like you want these abilities, you know, you want to fuse them mm-hmm. in this way, like just some general tips. And I, I think you would, be totally fine at it because something that you like to do that i do think would help because you like to grind Mm. and that can have some payoffs in smt specifically uh like just getting a bunch of abilities and like having your demons evolve and and that kind of thing which i don't know if that stuff will be in five but like dude i'm so pumped for five like (laughs) this has got me like in the mood Heavily, like I'm really excited to I, see. It's happening. I think that was the point. Yeah, <laughs> mission accomplished. And because we t- we're talking about the difficulty, and it's like, in a way, I get it. Like I can see anybody playing this and like bouncing off a bit and being like, "I, dude, I, like this is just not fun. It's just too mean." I could get that, but at the same time, like, I don't want them to defang SMT. Like I think if it. Mm-hmm. If it didn't have some of that cruelness in it, I don't think it would be the same thing anymore. Yeah, I think that's part yeah. of the charm of it. Yeah, totally. And people totally, may dude. think you're a weird, sick bastard for wanting that, but <laughs> sometimes you want that in a game. Yeah, and I, th- I do think the difficulties help a lot, and so I'm curious to see what it'll yeah. be like in 5 as well. Is that set at the beginning and then you're stuck, or can you modify it while during your No, I think in 3, at least in the re-release, I think you can modify it uh, as well, but... It's been a good time, and yeah, of course, Brandon. No pressure, like you said. You know, you got a lot going on in your life, but I would be curious to uh, talk with you about five when that comes out. I think it'd be interesting. Okay, and Brad, five, I'm sure. Brandon. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure you're in as out. well. I've been vacant, or I haven't played an SMT proper game since this, pretty much. Yeah, so. for sure. Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, well, it's that part of the show. We're gonna sizzle it up, kind of. Uh, you know, get get some uh, strong opinions out there. Warm us up for the Hotake. And the sizzle that I had for you guys this time is, in your opinion, what is the worst major console or handheld of the last 20 years? 20 years. 20 years? Fuck. We gotta go far back. I, my brain immediately went to Wii U, but there's probably yeah. stuff worse than 20 years ago. Oh, the, the Ouya, baby. <laughs> what do you th- okay do you think the ouya counts as a major Ouya. console oh well yeah yeah that's, that's I, i'm not saying it doesn't it. i don't i just i i i think that's an edge case right yeah yeah i mean Ooh, yeah it wanted to be i think that's why it comes yeah. out is that it's it, uh you it you, you can play Final Fantasy something yeah yeah some things come and go and you're like wow it really gave it a shot or it 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 started it up high and then it dropped down low and like i don't i think i missed the ouya launch like i don't even know when that was like a thing like when it happened and then it was just it was good what about the engage was the engage within 20 years probably yeah i think so ba- just barely i think it was right around the turn of the century i think it was yeah i, th- I think it was 2003 or four or five something around there yeah i think the thing that makes it hard for me to say the engage is i never i don't think i've ever played an engage All right According to Wikipedia, it sold 3 million units. Wow. 
didn't you like have to take the battery out to switch games on the engage like that's pretty shitty i don't shitty. remember yeah <laughs> i just remember really... seeing it and be like no <laughs> uh i don't want to play games on my phone let me let me throw this at you <laughs> we'll get there <laughs> google stadia oh uh, yeah i, I sure i thought things were really dead to me it's not a it's an array of consoles. It's a, it's a warehouse of consoles. It's not. It's not yeah. to call it like a. It's a service. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, like it's, a, it's a little bit different. It console, you know? It's a little bit different. Yeah. Um. But like, if you can't draw it for me, I don't know if it applies. <laughs> it, it's just fascinating to me that a like a company as big as Google can have this sort of gaming initiative, get like these sort I, of yeah. brands on on board with them, and like have have it just tank so miserably. The thing that's nuts about Google is like Google has sometimes just been like, oh, look, we made a thing. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? This is amazing. Look at this free thing that they made. This is so cool. Like, what's so neat. They just did it. Awesome. And then they were like, get ready for Steam. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be massive. And it's like the biggest, like, you know, <laughs> flop I've seen Google do. It's 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 so crazy how. Like, I would love to just back in the day when they were like, OK, we're going to have this big event. We're going to go out on stage and just like push the doors up in the conference room and be like don't <laughs> like nobody cares just release it just release it just one day poof they're stadia no one will have expectations and we're like oh look at that okay cool uh, don't fight for these exclusive red dead does not need to be on there it's not gonna turn heads like stop two things ben <laughs> clarification uh-huh. on wii u good games great games on wii u i think the hardware sucked ass i hated it right yeah Bad second console, yeah. thing <laughs> hear me out on this one Sure. The early Xbox 360s from a hardware standpoint. Ooh, that's a good one. They all, like, everybody's red-ringed. Everybody's <laughs> just Yeah, mine got stolen. Like, it would have red-ringed, Yes, probably. they replaced them. A lot of them replaced <laughs> them, but it's like, shit, man. So, like... Yeah. Guaranteed, if you knew someone that had one, it red-ringed. Brad, that is such an interesting angle, uh, and I think it's super valid. I think I went through three Xbox 360s that all red-ringed. Oh, my God. Yeah, but the thing is, is like, I I used my 360 so much and I liked it so much as a console that like, that despite that being total bullshit and completely unacceptable, like I went through it. I don't know if I could make it through three Wii U's. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know if I'd have <laughs> the same it definitely there. had a longer life cycle, and there's a lot of great 360 games for sure. Because you're right, Brad. And, and I do, there's so much I like about the Wii U in terms of games. And like, I think it's virtual console is really nice. And it had mm-hmm. like virtual console DS, which is really nice. There's some good, there's a lot of good things going for the Wii U, but using the Wii U sucks. It's like hassle, it's dude. just every, the sure. way it does like everything is annoying. It's just like slow dude. and cumbersome and shitty. Yeah. I remember at game trailers, whenever I'd have to capture something on a Wii U, I would just get pissed because I know it to fucking lug it out and get all yeah. the stupid sensor bar shit and the damn tablet and i gotta find the charger for it yeah Ugh. i think wii u is certainly the only console in the last 20 years that when i bought it i was like yeah i should buy this you know it was that was me i was, like, I was yeah. in like a toys r us with amanda and i just kind of looked at her i'm like we should we should probably. I think I had a bundle with like some, you know, Mario. Like the, the, the big Mario game. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, we should play that, and we played it and loved it, you know, together. But, um, yeah, and- that was definitely the the, the 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 least excited I've been about launch software lineup. Like, I'm 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 much more into it now after the fact, like knowing about a lot of great things. 
uh, tropical fees freeze and whatnot, but uh, Skyward Sword coming out. But uh, dude, I think hmm. more than any other console that I can think of, I I've just had like small like, are you fucking serious? Things with the Wii U, because <clears throat> like especially as the the console went on they had more and more digital games and file sizes got bigger and bigger and you Mm -hmm. could store like almost nothing on the default (laughs) hard drive like it filled up like immediately like you put like bayonetta 2 on there and it's like okay yeah you're done and so it's like okay well it supports extended storage but like i had to like get a hard drive that like had two usb slots with it because it wouldn't work with one usb slot like it needed to supply more power or something and you're just like come on like are you serious yeah or like are you looking you, at your wii u right now yelling I'm looking, at it I, yeah I, I, it's right here it's right here i am looking at it and yelling at it yeah 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 it was just ridiculous and like the tablet has like a totally shit battery life mm-hmm. and so i feel like every time you want to use it you got to plug that thing in it's just such a mess, yeah. The Wii U killed the Nintendo press conference. That was the last one we got, right? With Mario Kart. Oh man, was it? Bat- Batman Enhanced Edition or Batman Armored Edition? Dude, it ended with the. Fireworks. That was one of the funniest things was that I've the ever last seen. One? The fucking uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Land, Land I think. Yeah, that was the last time any of them got on stage. It's all been direct since then. Wow. Um, I just remember seeing Batman Arkham City Armored Edition, and I was like, dude, if I'm not into this, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you're trying to sell this game to. Yeah, exactly. If I'm not into this at all shout out to zombie you though never got enough love that's like and never really made time for it yeah i've heard good yeah it's zombie you is really people that hate it i've talked to people that love it but uh, i I loved it it's want to check it out didn't that get re-released on ps4 or something uh not on ps4 i think it was ps3 and 360 yeah okay but that was a game like iZombie or something that it's like i i feel like did really take advantage of the tablet yeah there's some games that did it really well like uh mario maker obviously was awesome with it yeah, Fatal like Frame. That, but I never tablet. feel like it capitalized well. on it enough, especially because like no. Jones is probably saying a lot of like weird third party shit on there that didn't it, really do much of it. It did that classic Nintendo thing where I feel like at the midpoint or like at the end point of a console, they just they just like whatever gimmick they have, they're just not using it anymore. Yeah, they, I feel like they needed a gimmick for every system kind of thing. They still do right now, but it's like. Now it's just like, hey, you can play it portable if you want kind of thing, mostly. Yeah. yeah. I guess the counter to that is Star Fox Zero, I feel like, was pretty late. Boy, what a crushing right. disappointment Star Fox I've Zero is. I've heard bad things about that game. I asked Damiani yeah. if I should play that, and he's like, no. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I played through it, uh, and I didn't play through it Reddit release. It was like a couple of years later, and I was really excited to do it, but... It's it's just like it's like a game you're just fighting the whole time where you're like, mm-hmm. I wish you didn't try to do all of this stuff because like it it's more effort than it's worth. Like you just reach a certain right. point where you're like I kind of just wish this was a normal Star Fox game. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it, it, I did not love my time with Star Fox Zero. It's not terrible, but it's like it's not as good as you want it to be. Mm hmm. Yeah. But like at least some of those great games have made their way on the Switch now. Yep. But yep. like Bayonetta 2 is on there. Mario 3D. Yeah, World. Mario Kart. I mean, most of the Nintendo mm-hmm. stuff's on there, except Wind Waker and Twilight Princess for some reason. But hey. Yeah. It is what it is. So are we going with Wii U? Is that our answer? Oh, I don't yeah. know. It just depends like what that. you want to highlight on. Like <laughs> the Wii U fucking died a sad death. But mm-hmm. it died so the Switch could live. It died so the switch so. could live. 
All right. Uh, this sizzle is brought to you by some wonderful shout out to your patrons. If you want to find out more, go to patreon.com slash easy allies. Uh, and normally I have us do a voice for this. And it's like, you know what? This time we're just going to do it clean. We're just oh. going to do it clean. Just a normal shout out, dude. Um, and so I'm going to read all the names and then let's just, let's just give a hearty shout out. Shout out to right. L Thanis, Greg, the dark Knight Kettering, Caleb, Togi Crawford, Edgar, so I'm a spider. So what? Uh, and Esdokal. Shout out. Shout out. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Brandon, um, you've been playing, a game that the, the reviews just came out and they're kind of all over the place. Uh, and that, so is the game. And that is, that is Biomutant. And <laughs> that is, man, I'm so like, curious about this game. Yeah, I'm too. So was I, yeah. I. I feel like I don't know anything about it. So, well, I'm going to hit both of you gentlemen up with my least favorite thing about the entire game, which is not something that I was expecting. And this is a warning to all developers out there. Please just, just never, never do this. I could see it kind of being fun and quaint if you're, watching a lot of like kids animated movies or something. And it's like something that was kind of charming when it first started out. And then I was like, I like, I like dread going up and talking to people. Now there is a, uh, a British man who narrates the entire thing. Welcome to bio mutant. And so he's telling you all about the world and he talks over cutscenes. and the game has, a, it reminds me a lot of beyond good and evil because it's like a very weird world, a lot of weird alien races. Uh, you're like the only human, or I mean, he's not a human, but like you're different from everyone else. And so you're learning a lot about other cultures and, and races and using weird currencies and putting together weird things and getting crazy vehicles. Um, but it has uh, a Banjo-Kazooie, uh, not as like symphonic as the talking is in that game, but like all, all the animals in the game are based, all the mutants are just like, when you go and talk to them. And then the British guy translates. Oh God. So every conversation is at least minimum twice as long as it needs. Brandon, I, I'm I'm out just for that. So <laughs> I will finish something and be like, "Cool, I know that if I turn this into this guy, he's gonna give me that jet ski, and I'm gonna be able to take off." So I'm like, "Okay, cool, let's go." And he's like, rah, 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 rah. "Like he said, he liked the way you finished that mission." Rah, 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 rah. He's wondering what you're going to do, and I'm like, "Can we just can we please be done with this conversation?" And there's a lot of like. Um, like like they there's what's the word I'm looking for philosophy. There's a lot of like you know, uh, and it's funny that we were just talking about Mass Effect because this also has a moral uh, good and bad thing. You actually literally have like sprites that like the black sprite and the white sprite that'll try to convince you to make decisions either way, and what road you go down, you can kind of go down both. Like I'm technically even right now. It also unlocks skills, so there's a bunch of like cool AOE power skills you have to be like dark to go do. Um. But, like, a lot of the times when I'm starting conversations with somebody, I, like, five sentences in, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, or, or they'll just be like, hey, I remember you as a kid, and I remember you wanted to be a nice person, and here's what you're going to have to do to be a nice person, and here's what you're going to have, if you want it to be that, but maybe if you don't. And I'm like, you're not saying anything. You're the quest giver, dude. Give me the quest. Like, if I want to really dive into the lore, give me that option on the side. But there's no... Tree, dialogue trees or anything it's literally just like you're gonna hear absolutely everything that i have to tell you um and it's not it's a small team and so like there's no animation really like you talk to characters and they're just kind of standing there 
And I'm just like, I, like I've timed some of them. Like that was an eight minute conversation where nothing happened. And oh, I just had to no. listen to like everything that they said. And so like, there are really interesting, fun, goofy parts of this game. But like, that was, I don't know if I've ever experienced that in an action game before mm. where I'm just like so slowed down because just the act of like talking to people, it's just not can interesting. Can you like fast forward or skip? Okay. Yeah, you can skip, but I mean, I'm like maybe reviewing right. it. I don't know. And I'm also capturing footage. Okay. So I'm like, I'm yeah, that makes yeah, of course, some of this. Of course. And the bummer is, is the people are weird and wonderful. And like their names are really crazy. One of the guys, I was telling Huber, we did shot impressions today, but like one of the guys' name is out of date. So like they all have very bonkers, you know, it, it's kind of like Dark Crystal meets Mad Max. There's just like a lot of, mm-hmm. uh, it's very Henson-esque in a lot of the the unusualness of the aliens in the world. But then again, there's a lot of like mechanics You're and pulling me back gearheads in. and uh, um but the, but the bummer is the people are so interesting, but they don't necessarily have that much personality because they're all voiced by this damn British guy. So like I'll meet a new person and I'll be like, oh, and like the only like expression I get from him is just like, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, cool, that's a neat character you yeah. made there. And then like the British guy's like, he said this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you sound like every character because you're always telling me what they're saying. Um, so it kind of takes the variety out of the mm-hmm. world to have this guy like you know, uh, just talking about everything. And Huber nailed it because he said, I bet that was a budget call, but it's like Banjo-Kazooie style. I don't need voice. Like I just, you can, they can just mumble and give me subtitles. I'm done. Mm. Like, I just don't mm. need, I really don't. I really, the, the, the narrator I think is more problematic than, than helpful in terms of, uh, just your pace hmm. going through the game. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, like I, I think it's idea. like not a short game, right? But it's charming. You know, he's a charming guy mm. and yeah. he's fun. And the stuff he says is fun. It's just, right it's just like i think that's an idea you could do for like one or two npcs maybe in the game right right if it's the whole game then yeah totally or you know the first couple conversations are fun and then like i'll bring the you know i'll bring an item back almost every npc conversation i've had i've kind of like like side before i'm getting into it because i'm like well and i feel like that would make me want to do side stuff less which is never sure never the position in an open world game too um the the best thing about this game is they throw everything at you in this game. I've I've pl- I've put in about ten to twelve hours. I think I've piloted like four different vehicles. <laughs> you know, like it's a lot of like again that the BG and E component of you're like, what does this thing do? Oh, fun. Um, uh, and so I and just the the, the areas you go to are really uh, strange, and the world building is. Ve- I mean, that's part of why the conversations take so long. Is like there is a it is a dense world that this team has thought a lot about. And so um, it's neat to go into a new area and find out that these tribes are fighting and you got to pick which one you want to go with and what does that mean and how the different enemies react to you. And it's kind of fun, like coming through a forest or something and just like, ah, a bunch of crazy enemies come out and fight. Um, uh, there are things called world eaters, I think they're called, but and they're just like these big tentpole bosses in each zone. So it's kind of fun to get to that point where they're like, all right, that thing that you've seen running around in the mountains, time to go fight it. Um so I, I enjoy the zaniness of the world. I think that's something that you get from the from the trailers. You you can tell just from the style of the game. Um, you can go absolutely nuts with your main character and customizing them. Uh, you can there's a there's like different base character models that they'll have. So some are a little brawnier, some are like kind of goofy looking with like buck teeth and and thin ears, but they're a little better at like magic or they're a little better at at crafting things. I went with the sharpshooter uh, who could dual wield stuff. And you have a wheel that you can spin around, but you can also go to the center of it and like move around to adjust 
whether I want to have more intellect or strength or agility. And you literally moving this wheel and customization morphs the oh, character. Oh, that's cool. So if you're like, <laughs> yeah. if you're like, I want to go full magic, it's like, all right, he's got a tiny head and big arms. You're like, wait, what? You know, so like, I, I was, it was, it took me a long time to kind of really subtly move that wheel. And I'm like, there, okay. That's fine. <laughs> like, that's exactly how big I want my head. So yeah, it's, again, it's, there's no question this team really, really loved this game. I just think they bit off more than they could chew because as fun as all these new things are, I don't really love, like, meaning new weapons and new tools and stuff like that. I don't really love any of them. <laughs> like, you get, like, a big a glove that you can smash walls, but, like, when you hit the wall, you, like, bounce off of it. And it's like, what? You know, it's like, it, whereas if this was in a Ratchet game, it would just be one quick, blah, and some big explosion. Mm -hmm. All right, moving on. But there's just weird clunkiness to everything. It's just not quite polished enough. Um, does When you say not quite polished enough, does that carry over into the performance as well? The camera is a little weird. They do they do some weird, like, huge camera moves. Like, when you, like, get a new item or when you finish a boss fight, it'll do this big, like, whoa, the camera's spinning around. And it's, like, super framey. It's like, why'd you do that? Like, why did you why did you main, stick to that design decision when it clearly is not running well? I'm playing the PS4 version on a PS5. Mm -hmm. uh, the camera can get really close. So, like, there's some boss fights where I'm like, I, I, I know you're throwing a rock at me. And I'll dodge it when I guess the screen becomes full of rock, but like I can't see. There's not a lot of nuance to like where I'm going and where you're going, um, and just the general fights. I just kind of dodge and get far away and shoot them. Mm. Like it's not like there's cool abilities, and it's the kind of game where when you see the ability like picture in picture in the ability window, you're like, oh, that looks cool. Like there's one where like there's little mushroom pads, and he like spawns three of them. And it kills two of the enemies, but then a third one bounces between them. So it's like bouncing around the different like like uh, toadstools. And he sp himself springs off one, shoots the guy in the air, and then uppercuts him over someplace else. And I'm like, okay, that's neat. I'm not going to do that. Like, that doesn't look like what I needed to do to beat the enemy. You're just having fun with this game engine that you built, you know, and these these items that you've built. So it's... It's fun in a way of like, oh, that's that's whimsical and amusing, but not like, oh, I can't wait to use that because that's going to help. Or, oh, my good, I can't wait. Oh, this gun I got is so awesome. It's just like, oh, it's different. You know, there's just not a lot. Um, just the melee is not really smooth. The, the bullet effects aren't like really satisfying. It just doesn't it doesn't have the oom for the gloss that you would normally get uh, in an open world uh, action game, which like it might be not fair for me to expect that again, because it's a small team. It's a new IP. Mm -hmm. um, but um uh, it's 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 a little exhausting, you know, between the super long cutscenes and um, it hasn't like crashed on me or anything. Or there hasn't like items haven't like vanished on my inventory or anything. It's just kind of messy. Overall. I, I think that's an especially hard pill to swallow because I, I think it was the Game Informer review, and I'm not sure if the game is this long or they just spent this much time with it. But I, I read some reviewers spent like 70 hours with it. And if you're like, oh shit! If you're yeah. like, I don't even enjoy the core fights. It's like I, I, I don't imagine that I could do what it. What I told, what I told Huber though is like, I, this isn't a game where I would. If I talked to somebody and they were like, oh, Bio, Biomutant's my game of the year, I'd, I, I wouldn't be like, what? I'd be like, you tell me about the experience you had mm -hmm. because I didn't necessarily have that experience, and I wouldn't be surprised because they just threw the kitchen sink at this thing that there might be some sequence halfway through that I'm like, okay, that was really fun. Mm -hmm. Like that, I got on some crazy mount and there's some race and like, ah, oh, that was really, really neat. <laughs> or like there's some boss fight that I'm just like, holy cat. Like if you have started Biomutant, if you own it, I don't know if it's worth buying it for this fight, but if you've been playing it, at least play till this point because this sequence was really mm -hmm. cool. It's just, everything's kind of like, hmm, that was neat. 
you know, like that, that's the most excited I, I get about Biomutant. Um, and that, uh, on the flip side of that is me being, you know, frustrated. About but I, I could just see, I was very curious to check reviews today. I was like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, I haven't really landed specifically again. I'm probably about halfway through it, um, where I would be in terms of, uh, uh, scoring it, but it was interesting seeing, like I said, opinions all over the place because that's kind of the game. Yeah. Like there's, it's an open world. So there's a lot to experience, a lot of choices to make. So I could see people having a drastically different playthrough than me. How is the, like the world, do you get a sense of you want to go out Jones and kind of explore? Sure. Yeah. You, you see the whole thing right off the bat. So you, you start at like the bottom of it, the south, the southernmost part, and you can see like the names of different zones. And, and like I said, it's got a, uh, just like a ton of personality, um, and all the worlds are very carefully considered. And there's like a fun thing where there's like a, a magical tree at the middle, classic. And there are like branches from the tree that extend out like all the way across the map. So you'll like look up and be like, what is that thing? And like, oh, it goes all the way to that tree over there. Cool. Hmm. So like there is a sense, I, I'm sure for that person who spent 70 hours, like they probably got to a point where they're just like, I'm just in love with this world because I know every, you know, I've been everywhere, you know, and I'm just kind of obsessed about going back and filling in all the holes and, and doing stuff. Um, but uh um, so yeah, it, it, I, I am excited when I get to like, you know, uh, have a new, uh, uh, mount that can take me into a new area or I just kind of like venture off the beaten path, but, uh, the beginning kind of holds your hand a little forcefully and it, it does take a while before you open up. And like I said, there's just so much talking at the beginning. I'm just like, please here mm. go. <laughs> uh, have you been able to get a sense at all? Like if changing your stats, uh, like affects your play style in a pretty dramatic way. Like you mentioned the wheel, right? Like if you shift that mm -hmm. over to one side, do you feel like you have a bunch of new options or limitations or anything interesting like that? That was just, that was just character creation. Oh, so I once see. you did that, I that's, see. that's locked. Okay. Um, when you level up, you get, um, uh, yeah, you can spend, it's kind of fun. Like actually how that there's a whole crafting component that I haven't, another weird thing about the game where like, I have a lot of items I can't use. I'm like, why did you, why did I find it in the area if it's high enough level, too high a level for me mm -hmm. to use? Um, so I haven't really gotten too much into the crafting, but um, uh, there's some some nice variety in the abilities that you can get. Um, I just, the game hasn't presented me with a difficulty. There was like one boss that was confusing, but like a lot of the other fights I was able to just kind of, you know, dodge and shoot. Mm -hmm. So uh, I haven't seen a considerable amount of difference in leveling up the character, but what's nice is that every time you do level up, you at least get one point that you can put into like, well, whatever, you know? So if you're like, okay, all I want to do is agility. You can just focus on that. Um, Cause that's me. When I got the dual pistols, it's nice. I like to be fast. Yeah. It's nice to just like run around the arenas. Pew, pew. Yeah. It's so funny, Brandon. Cause like every time you're like, I'm playing this character, it's like, yeah, that that's the Brandon, the Brandon sure. Bold. And it's mm -hmm. along with, you know, morphing your character during character creation, you can also change their two primary colors. Mm -hmm. And so it's neat seeing reviews today and seeing screenshots go up. And it's just like every time I see somebody playing the game, it's like, what is that thing? <laughs> it's like all the all the protagonists look very different. And I could see that being a character creation screen you spend a lot of time on. It, um, it's kind of heartbreaking, I feel like, to hear this because. I don't know, I, I think outside of like the indie space, we just don't get a lot of like, we're making a new world kind of, of game. That's, 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 that's mm -hmm. big like this. And so I think you always kind of want to root for them. You always want them to be like the next mm -hmm. breakout star. It just doesn't do anything better than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, there's a lot in it. And that's the problem is that like, they, they, I think they didn't say no to anything. Yeah, I think sure. they just kept, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that in there. And then it was like, well, maybe work on the camera right. first and then you can add these other like vehicles and, and cool stuff in the game. Um, but uh, 
Yeah. So if I if I don't end up reviewing it, if I bail, you know why. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but uh, it it is exciting, and, and I can tell. I'm, I'm guessing I'm halfway also because I'm about halfway across the map. So there's just a bunch of cool shadowy looking areas that I have not ventured into yet. So um, good good you know uh, open world points that you can target they're not like towers they're just little like radio little uh stations yeah. and so i'm always a sucker for that if i see one in the distance like wait hold on <laughs> run over so i don't have to go back here again i can fast travel um so uh navigating the world in a terms of like you know uh marking your territory in places that you've you know uh ventured to that's mm-hmm. fun um but um it's just and, and i don't think i've ever gotten outside of the conversations i don't think i've ever been like mad at the game it's just um Especially last year after playing like Valhalla and Tsushima, you know, right. just these like incredible open world games. It, it, it is a, it's kind of a niche indie game that is like cosplaying as AAA. You know, it's like you get into it and they're like, welcome to this massive open world game. And it's like, you did not have the team to support mm. this. And so it was a little off-putting for me that it was kind of trying to sell. They're like, our, look at our gameplay. You have a sword and guns like Devil May Cry. And it's like, this is not at all tight and precise mm. and exciting when you get new abilities and, and a system I really want to get better at, you know? So it kind of has the trappings of some of these other games I'm familiar with. It just doesn't, doesn't sing, just doesn't excel. But, um, people could still, yeah. be, could still be up there way up their alley. If the anthropomorphic, uh, yeah, it was um, vibes are, are, are very much speaking. It was to one you. of those games where like looking at scores and you're like, okay, this person gave it a four, this person gave it a nine. Like this is, this yeah, is yeah, wild. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, because there's a charm to it, and I could see if you fall in love with that charm. Mm-hmm. If you fall in love with the world itself, you know all this other stuff's moot. Um, but um, just as someone who plays a lot of open world action games, uh, I found it uh, lacking mm. in a lot of ways. Uh, but I love you, Biomutant. Brad, I, I feel like you've been really going outside of your comfort zone because the game that you're bringing to Frame Trap, uh, pretty unexpected, is called Call of the Sea. Yeah, definitely out of my wheelhouse. I uh, I saw this game a while when it got announced, and I liked the art style of it and mm-hmm. the vibe. I was like, oh, I'll check this game out someday. I, it's been out for a while, but I finally got around to trying it. And it's like, I haven't played a lot of games like this, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, like, what it is. It's like, I guess it's like a puzzle adventure kind of game where you just kind of walk yeah. around and solve puzzles. Yeah, reminds me of like a like a Gone Home or um, like What Remains of Edith Finch. I, yeah. I don't know. I have not played it, but just looking at the description on Steam and and the screenshots and what you're saying, I think someone said like kind of mist vibes or whatever. Oh, interesting. Okay, sure. sure. Okay. Of what? Yeah, Brad, uh, Amanda, and her dad played that uh, for a little bit over the holidays when they were here, mm-hmm. and I think much more than Gone Home and and some of the other stuff that you mentioned, Ben. This is much more like very classic gotcha okay game, okay you know yeah this, this is kind of like what monkey island and maniac yeah. mansion has become. so like mm-hmm. i don't have like experience like any type of those kind of games before so this is pretty new to me or like very mm. much like you said outside my box yeah um i don't know it's like a very obviously the main thing is like walking around and solving puzzles and there's a narrative the the game uh you play as a, a woman named Noru who has like a strange kind of like disease or affliction with her where she has like kind of black spots on her and her husband went out to find a cure for her and like set sail on the south pacific and he's gone missing so now you're playing as her you're going out searching for him where he was last uh like broadcasted from which is an island out like i said the south pacific so it's you coming to this island you solving these puzzles trying to uncover the mystery of where 
he is i'm only a couple hours into it so i don't know how much mm. crazier it gets or anything like that but it's had a nice little narrative where i've been like i've been digging it. it's not the most ambitious kind of thing where i'm like whoa i've never heard anything like this before or something like that but it's got enough going yeah. on where i'm like yeah i kind of kind of want to see where the story is gonna go yeah uh not not sure how it translates to actually being in the game, but the, the screenshots that Steam is showing off, it just looks so gorgeous. Like, yeah, it looks really Like a huge nice. part of the appeal is just like kind of basking in these uh, really well done environments. The the art style is kind of uh, reminding me of Bioshock almost. Yeah, uh, totally. Uh, it gives which me is, Jones, like slight Indiana Jones vibes. Just I was going to say, it reminds me of the Indiana Jones ride specifically, Jones. And I don't uh, know why I, yeah, I just there picture we go. the ride all the time. But okay. that's the feeling I get yeah. playing this game. And maybe that's why one reason I'm enjoying it more going through. But like, I haven't played like just a game where I'm solving puzzles for a long time. Where I'm just sitting there like, hmm, yeah. what should I do? Brad, and so that is, and this is definitely a me thing. Uh, this, is, this is a personal feeling. But I, I feel like with... Games that are, are not games that have puzzles in them, but games that are puzzle games. I always want to like, like them more than I do where I feel like I kind of mm-hmm. walk away from the experience being like, I really respect this game and think it is very good. But like, I, I'll, I'll hit that wall where it's just like, I just mm-hmm. can't solve this thing. Or like, you'll run into a couple of puzzles in a row where the, like the witness is like a perfect example where like, I really do like the witness and i've had incredible moments in the witness but i've had just as many moments where i was like okay i'm just upset now like i've, I've just been staring at this <laughs> thing and i just don't know how to get past it right and so it's it's a very up and down experience i don't know what right. what it's been like so far I'm only a couple hours in so far but i i feel like it's been a really nice balance for me so far where i'm mm-hmm. like i have to think about a lot of stuff but it's never too long where i get really frustrated nice you have this journal bin like when you see mm-hmm. stuff like the character will write down sketches and like her cool. notes kind of on it and usually these are clues to help you with the puzzle so i think mm-hmm. that helps a lot around like not wandering around in some other area where it's probably not really relevant to me or something like that or the game gives gotcha. you slight audio clues maybe like hey like i was in this like weird kind of like cave thing and there was these weird sounds going off and i didn't know what was happening but it, it kind of gave me a hint of like there's more to this area than you than you're that i've seen it so far. like giving me sorry giving me like a cue to explore more than i was before let yeah, me know yeah, that yeah. like hey there's more to this area than you think so that's helped me go through a lot of it but i think just the vibe of this game being on this beautiful tropical mysterious island is just like really giving to me this adventurous indiana jones-esque feeling that i haven't gotten in a long time where i'm like yeah, man, let's let's solve this mystery. Let's find out these weird artifacts are. I'm into this. Good summer game. Good summer yeah. vibes. <laughs> what you're describing, Brad, actually kind of reminds me of Amnesia Rebirth. Um, and something that I liked that that game did is, like, you... It was in first person, but, like, the character commented a lot and you, you kind of it felt more personal i think and it's like yeah. i'm not only like exploring this mysterious place and figuring out what's going on there but i'm also like i'm a voice in this and i'm getting to know this person and so i have a more yeah. of an emotional connection very much like your character talking a lot finding out more cool. about her all that stuff awesome. no like yeah. no enemies or anything like that that i've run into just very like isolated kind of experience so far which i did when you say um, mist, is it like you'll kind of 
kind of explore and it's like you might run into a puzzle you're you're like are you so, locked into solving that puzzle or can you wander off so and go like somewhere how else? it usually is i don't have a lot i don't have like any experience with this this is what i've heard in comparison but yeah. usually the game the game is divided up into chapters and each chapter is a like location and there's mm-hmm. often well pretty much every time multiple puzzles within that area but you know you solve a puzzle to get to the next area then you solve a puzzle mm-hmm. to get to the next area kind of thing or maybe you'll go back to an area later on because it has the clue you need for the new area gotcha. stuff like that but you're cool. like it's not like a huge open world where you're like oh man it's gonna take me 10 minutes to run back to where that location was mm-hmm. it's all usually in a pretty nice area so i haven't spent a ton of time just being like oh fuck where where's these clues i'm getting frustrated <laughs> kind of thing yeah uh very random question and, and minor detail but how's the movement speed because sometimes i feel like these th- like you could move a little too slow you know uh you have like a walk and a sprint the sprint mm-hmm. speed hasn't really bothered me okay th- like then again i don't really have a lot of experience with these kind of games i guess sometimes i can feel like it's a little slower i'm like takes but me, not, like not not a you're not sprinting you know you're just an ordinary right. woman right. you know right you're just moving like a normal human pace so it hasn't bothered me yet i I think backtracking affects a lot of that too, yeah. especially with puzzles where you're like, uh, okay, now yeah. I remember how to do this thing earlier and then you got to walk all the way back there. Mm-hmm. So if it's stuff divided by chapters, that's nice that uh, yeah, you at least kind of pack it, pack it all up and move on to the next thing. And, and sometimes it gives you like shortcuts, you know, to help you get back to an area either. Like I, I did a puzzle and like a ladder came down so I could climb up to get to an earlier part of the level to help me solve a new part of the clue or whatever. So Dark Souls, nice. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> But yeah, it's just always really surprising when Jones does the Dark Souls comparisons. That's what makes me feel good when he does. Yeah, I yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brett, I noticed sense of adventure on Steam. Uh, they're they're selling the art book uh, as well as the soundtrack. Uh, mm-hmm. Has the music stood out to you at all? Uh, not that I can recall at this moment. I don't okay. remember any like where I was like, "Dude, this song's sick" or anything like that. Okay. It's more okay. about like so far the game has been more about the ambiance to me. Just yeah, the feeling sure. of being in this space. Sure. But yeah. Uh, it's on yeah. Game Pass, too, if you're curious about oh, it. Oh, hey, there That's you go. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Is Game Pass for PC, or have you been playing on Xbox? I've been playing on Xbox. I'm not sure. Okay. Gotcha. I also, yeah, I also grabbed that on Xbox, so don't know if it's on PC. Um, This, this last game, we don't have to spend a ton of time talking about it, but I just went... Through all of it again, and I hadn't played through all of it since the original release, but I just did a uh, Resident Evil 4 playthrough. Mm. And, uh, goddamn, like, it, it's one of those games where it's like, what what is there to say that hasn't already been said? But it's, I, I truly think it's, like, perfect. Like, everything about it is perfect. Mm. Like, the lines that Leon says. The, and what's so amazing about it uh, is... I've been playing a lot of different Resident Evils, and I, f- I feel like Resident Evil kind of always has this arc where, like, it'll be really intense at the beginning, and then you'll kind of upgrade, and you'll things will get easier, and like right. you, it'll just it'll just be kind of this nice curve, this Resident Evil curve, and I feel like you can like look at so many of the games, and they kind of follow that pattern. Resident Evil Four really doesn't. Um, that game kind of like starts as this intense beast and it never really lets up in a really cool way, but it's never, it's not exhausting. It just like keeps throwing creative things at you 
that that kind of push you to your limit without like feeling unfair. It's like it is amazing how well the difficulty and like the encounter design is just so good. Um, mm-hmm. And like one of the best use of quick time events ever. Like it, yeah. the, there are moments where like you'll you'll be fighting something and it's like I can't kill it, but you have it'll be like poking at you through the ceiling and you have to quickly hit two buttons to dodge it. And it's just, you know, it, it, it doesn't like take away from the agency. It just is like a, like a spike of like panic in a, in a really cool mm-hmm. way. Um, it's so good. And I also want to say, uh, I, cause I, I, when I originally played Resident Evil 4, I, this wasn't in the GameCube release. I did um, the, the two ADA things, assignment mm-hmm. ADA and separate ways uh, which is like a really mm-hmm. lengthy five chapter Ada campaign, um, and it it's so cool. Like it, Resident Evil Four is such a complete game because like not only do you get through the main story, you have all this cool stuff to unlock. You have mercenaries, of course, but then you have this whole separate lengthy campaign that fills in this really fascinating character and provides things from her exp- uh, perspective. And like, even though you're going through the same areas. Like it, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, I think either the combat is so good or like her section is different enough that it's still I exciting. I think it was really cool just playing as Ada at that time because, yeah, <laughs> you know, we, I mean, we still don't know a lot about Ada, but especially at that point, like we didn't know a whole lot. We like never really played as Ada except for that part in two, as far as I'm aware at the time. And it's right. like, that's a really small part. She just kind of vanished. And when she showed up, it was kind of surprising mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, and it's cool, Brad, because in between the chapters of Separate Ways, she'll talk about different things. So it's like, oh, she's talking about Luis Serra. So it's like you get some more context mm-hmm. for him or, you know, she'll just comment on different aspects of Resident Evil 4, which I think is really nice. And they don't use it a lot, but it's kind of cool that you get to use the hookshot in the game. And there are like yeah. certain areas where you can zip up and, and, and collect stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, go ahead. I was just say I, I agree with you a lot on the scenario design of that game. Mm-hmm. Like one thing I recently, last time I played six with Mike, is I was just thinking about some of the scenarios of being trapped in areas with like Leon and Leon's campaign, mm-hmm. and how I just felt like it was done better in four compared to six. I'm just like, why mm-hmm. is that? And I think just the pace of what it <laughs> throws enemies at you and the tools it gives you in that section mm-hmm. are just way better designed. And what was I going to say about four also? Oh, yeah. I had a question also for you about it. How was the... Yeah, go for it. I love four. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people share this opinion. My least favorite part of the game for what I remember is the island at the end. Because that's when it like, you know, dudes start having guns and shit. And I think it's a cool right. contrast for a lot of the the villagers. But I just want to get your take on it. I know there's like some weird cool shit in there too. Like the... That we have to use like the infrared on the guys to shoot them, the regenerators or something yes, like that. They're great. They're just absolutely great. I think there's great. some cool ideas there, but I just remember being like playing that and be like, this is kind of weird. I'm like thrown into a Call of Duty yeah. game. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> um I, I think I can agree with you that like aesthetically it's pretty boring. Um, cause I remember Huber before I had gotten to that section again, Huber was like, Oh man, I really don't like the islands. Um and yeah, I agree. Like the, the the design of it is less interesting than the castle or the village. Um, it, it it's just like you could kind of insert that into any action or horror game. I feel like, um, 
So it's less distinct, but I actually think the encounter design on the island is really good. Because um, you mentioned, like, the guys with guns, and I immediately think of, like, the chain gun guys. And mm-hmm. they're, like, pretty terrifying because they're, like, if you don't deal with them right away... Yeah, they'll uh, shred you. Yeah, they'll shred you. And you can hear that... Mm-hmm. Like, starting yeah. up, you're just like, ah, oh, run, 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 run. Because, um, like, I, I think about the island, um, and uh, there's... The environments that you're in are actually pretty cool because, like there's an area early on where like you have a bunch of platforms and you can use that. And so you have to, it's a, it's a lot of like picking groups apart. Cause I feel like they are mm-hmm. throwing a shit ton of things at you. Um, but just figuring out uh, how to kind of dismantle them, I think is fun. Right. And so I didn't, I didn't have any huge um, problems with the Island. And I don't know if it's just because like, I've been playing so much resident evil lately that yeah. I was like more in oh, tune sure. with it, but um, I mean, I haven't played other... four in a long time, so I don't know. Yeah, how I'd feel yeah, now. that's that's fair. Because uh, like on this playthrough, I remember my first playthrough of Resident Evil Four. Krauser was a nightmare. Like, <laughs> I like I just remember really struggling with like the QTEs. Yeah, and like yeah. I I was like I, I just remember it being a sticking point. But on this playthrough, it was like a breeze. Like it wasn't right. Like the fight itself was still intense. And, like, I had to do it a couple of times, but it wasn't the nightmare that I remember it being the first time. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing that everybody complains about that I will go to bat for, I think Ashley is good. Um, I think she is not that hard to manage. Um, and I think she's incorporated into the encounter design in, like, a pretty interesting way. There are moments, and you do have to get used to it, that I will say against Ashley, there'd be times where, like, I would be like trying to knife a dude and I would actually accidentally hit yeah. Ashley and she would just immediately die. And it's like, all right, come on. Like, <laughs> come on. Uh, so th- she, in that sense, it can be a little annoying, but um, also the Ashley, sec- there's a part where you're playing as Ashley and you have to do a sliding puzzle. Those are just mm-hmm. shitty. Those are just not good. Don't do those. <laughs> They're not fun. Yeah. Uh, from what I remember though, she like she just kind of stands there mostly right unless you tell her to go somewhere so you have um you can either have her follow or wait and a lot of times it's good before you get in there to be like okay you wait here and then you kind of create some distance between you and her to fight enemies but you got to be careful because they can grab her and if they get far enough away you know you'll get a game over i'm sure it's just a limitation of the time but i think about it'd be cool now if like especially if this remake comes out if she can you don't have to be, quote unquote babysit her as much or so right like if you're in a scenario she can kind of like take care of herself almost or run away a little bit mm. dead rising you can give her items and stuff that'd be cool yeah, it's something. so funny and i forgot about it but at the end on the jet ski with ashley she like mm-hmm. asks you to come over yeah no it's yeah, it's, it's, it's like <laughs> so weird yeah yeah i'm, I'm curious like, uh, no <laughs> yeah yeah that well means, and and uh, in four well because you know they had a long jet ski ride after right. that mm-hmm. so he's literally like leon's just riding and she's like hugging yeah. him from behind he's like oh god leon also job. hits on hunnigan in four which is really weird and very different than yeah. other hunnigan yeah. interactions yeah. in later things then ada shows up and he's like hunnigan who he's just all yeah 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 Yeah, she's alive oh shit it's funny because i think the key that she gives you for the jet ski ada it has like a little teddy bear on it and like Mm -hmm. okay it's that's good that's good um 
I th- one, th- one thing I've been thinking about with Resident Evil 4 specifically, Ben, after just having played 8, mm-hmm. and I think it's also true of 7, is 4, I think, is the most replayable game I've oh ever God. played. It's just, it's never a bad time to play Resident yeah. Evil 4. Like, she's like, ah, oh, sure, let's mm-hmm. do it. Let's run through and I'll shoot all, shoot all the medallions and level up my guns, have a good time. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that is, is as much as I love 7 and Village, there are segments that are more geared toward that first playthrough yep. horror experience yep. where like you put me in a situation where I'm like, this is terrifying. And then the second time I play it, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like let's get through this part. Are you saying that in oh, four I'm scared. Eight? Uh, Sorry. I don't know. Four doesn't no. have it. I think seven has an eight. Seven has and it. eight. Yeah. I played seven and eight several times, you know, um, and there were just, by default just these sequences are like well this was scary the first time but now I just kind of got to do it yeah and I don't feel like four has that like I think four is just so quick like you can skip scenes really quickly and there's just not a lot of puzzles yeah. that like um they just have, they do a really good job incorporating the enemies so that you're always feeling like you're powerful even on a second playthrough and it's so satisfying to just lay waste to these things yeah I think that's why I like the island because it was so buff at that point that I was just like, yes, cut loose. I've been saving all these grenades. Yes. You know, <laughs> Brandon, I think you're way on to something. Um, Cause in my first playthrough of village, the, the uh, Beneviento house was fantastic. Yeah. And then the second time I did it, it had like no power anymore. Cause it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I know exactly what's going to happen. And it's actually extremely linear. Like I just put this thing there and, and this thing there and then this thing there. And it's just, it was like, not fun anymore. Um, and you're right. I don't think, I don't think four really has that. I do think the Del Lago fight in four kind of sucks. Uh, and is not that much fun. Oh, the okay. fish fight. Sure. But it's not that yeah, long. Yeah. It, you know, it's, 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 it's not, only yeah. like a, like a minute or two and you're, you're through it. And so, yeah, I do. Yeah. I think it's a really replayable I game. Agree. Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're fucking um, shooting VR, the whole time, baby. Wait. Yeah. I cannot wait. You ain't for trying that to sneak VR. around. Oh my God. I am so excited for the VR game because I'm like, because like, there are parts in that where I'm like, how are they gonna do this? Like, yeah, the QTEs big, and shit. The QTEs like, like, like the melee stuff, and it's from like the Salazar doll or statue. Yeah, and it's like, are you gonna jump on the Salazar statue's hands? How are they gonna handle <laughs> Ashley? Because a big part of Ashley is like, when you're shooting, she like crouches down. So are you going to mm-hmm. be able to see that? Yeah, I'm really, I'm really curious about it. It's probably going to be more arcadey than the actual game. But uh, are yeah, they going to have mercenaries? Um, are they going to have Ada's campaigns? I feel like I they would need to have at least know. Ada's. Ah, uh, they're doing all they that work. Should yeah, yeah. And, and I'm just, ex- I'm excited specifically in VR because I think one of the the, the huge things uh, that RE4 changed for the series was that like. It was mostly about you want to make sure you have the right ammo. You want to make sure you're you're facing the right way, and you want to make sure you're managing your health. Like, don't heal yourself all the time. Take some hits, live with them. And then in four, it's like, no, you have to shoot this guy in the head. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you have to. You have a laser sight on your gun. You got to hit him in the knee. You got to break the shield apart. Yeah. You got to shoot this little tiny medallion that's you can only see for a second because this thing's spinning in front of it. And so, like, just the fact of adding that to VR, me being like, oh, there's the medallion. Got it. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't wait. Feel, feeling a game I'm so familiar. I've probably beaten Resident Evil 4 like oh, 20 wow. times. I'm not even kidding. Like a game that I'm, because I beat it, came out on GameCube. Yeah, it's coming out on everything. It, played it at least four times. Came out on PS2, played it at least twice. Came out on Wii, played it again. Came out on PS4, played it again. Like, Two discs on the GameCube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, another thing about VR, the, the sniper rifle in 4 is like the best weapon in the game. 
It's Dude, extremely strong. I love the first sniper rifle in that game. I think I just love the reload animation of it so much. Oh, yeah. The bolt action one. The sound. Yeah, it's just so yeah. sick. I wonder if it's going to be even more powerful in VR? VR. We'll have to see, yeah. Oh, probably. Dude... That's going to be terrifying. Like a chainsaw dude running up to you. and Yeah, man. Ah. I know. I know. But after a like two-story seven, shack fight, I'm going to play that thing. Like, I'm going to just, I'm gonna, I beat it, but I got to play it again because that was awesome. You know, looking out each window and seeing the zombies, I think like, the torches. From a visual and, aspect, though, like four is much more goofy compared to oh, like seven. Oh, when I think oh, about VR, so <laughs> I will not goofy. be as terrified, nearly as terrified. Four it's is first, like, oh, it is first person, but yeah. Four is like one of the goofiest games ever. It's. Yeah. Some of the lines Leon says, uh, like, surpass anything that Ethan has yeah. ever said. Yeah, four isn't like a scary <laughs> game to me, but it has good tension. Yeah. That's where it shines. Totally, I can. I think that's a great way to yes. sum it up. Yeah, I, th- I think moments that hold up. I really like the breathing of those things you have to hit. Just like, yeah, oh, it's mm-hmm. great. Like, walking and, really slowly and they're jiggling like aesthetically those are yes. really messed up and uh the wolves in the hedge maze oh yeah like, even if you're the even if your shotgun's drums, all leveled yeah. up and you're ready to go like those things pop yeah. out of nowhere yeah like, Man, so there's still some moments so in that game that can that can creep up the on regenerators you. are a so much fun to fight the sound is really good as you mentioned and like when they'll the, when they climb over windows the way that they do it is so cool because they just kind of like flop over, flop and over. it's just, it's a really great animation. It's, it's like it's like they're mm-hmm. liquid. It looks so cool. Yeah, I love the RE4 classic. Like Village has this too. Like the RE4 moment where you pass the inert, clearly badass uh, enemy in a yeah. chair or like in stasis to get the yeah. item at the end of the hallway, and yep. before you pick it up, yep. you're just like, I know what's gonna Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thunk. You hear it move. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I've been mm. playing Resident Evil 2 Remake, and that's actually something that I really appreciate about it, is, like, it will totally do the thing where enemies, you, you see an enemy and you're like, okay, I know it's going to get up, but it will reward you. Like, if you shoot it, like, you can take care of it there. So you yeah. can, like, kind of preemptively... Yeah, nice. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See great. zombie on the floor, you can pop him before he gets up. Yeah. Resident Evil is real good. There's some village guys lying on the ground. And just, oh, man. <laughs> man. I'm so really hungry for ATLC. I yeah, need, I want eight to have VR, dude. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with just you. Just like, man, that'd be a whole nother experience. Yeah. All right, uh, it is time for the Hotake. Uh, this this is actually inspired uh, by Nocturne. Um, we're not going to talk about the the nitty gritty of Nocturne, but uh, boy, Nocturne is really expensive. Uh, so as I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, it's, it's $50 for the base game. And then if you get the deluxe edition, it's $70. Um, if you get the base game, you, you have to pay for things like the, the Dante DLC. Um, and I, I'm like running into this problem, right? Because I'm reviewing this game and I'm thinking about it and it's like, how much is too much? Like on one hand, like, I don't think the remaster is like that special. Like I don't, I feel like I haven't changed that much to justify the price but at the same time like the game is so good and right. you get so many like i'm i'm like roughly i don't know exactly but like maybe around 50 hours right you get so much content it's like how do how do i evaluate this like how much is too much for a remaster what's weird for me about this in the case for nocturne ben is that there is a, a deluxe version for a remaster like right. it almost seems weird to me. It's like all not included just in the remaster itself. And if you got the deluxe, they do that. 
you also got like a few days early access as well. Yeah, which is like weird. Like this is right for a Shimigami Tensei game. Like this is weird. Right. Right. But I don't um, know, that is a hard question. Like people, I mean, ton of people are complaining about Skyward Sword being sixty dollars. You know. Right. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. they're not adding really like new content. It's just going to run better and be in ten eighty p. That like yeah always advising people like what to buy to spend their money on is always a hard choice because a, a dollar can mean something different for everyone else mm-hmm. but i guess with skyward sword i just kind of expected it because it's nintendo and they always treat their first parties as you know 60 dollar kind of games but mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you told me shimmy tensei for like the version i personally would want to get is 70 dollars right like what that's, that's for a PS2 remaster. <laughs> yes, yes, and it's like fucking I, I think insane. With remakes, right? Like if you're if you're rebuilding it from the ground up, or it's like a crazy visual overhaul. I think I have a lot more sympathy, but a remaster yeah. specifically, and it's it's hard because uh, I saw and you this. Said it's like not even that great. A lot of its remastered elements. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's like a suspend save thing that that can be useful but it's like it's it's not like above and beyond like it's not like crazy shit like saying compressed audio yeah it's like a not above and beyond effort it's just okay yeah it's it's serviceable but it's a really a a niche or a niche kind of game it's strange to me right and brad you you bring up an interesting point with skyward sword and i fall into the kind of this awkward position where it's like yeah i definitely think they're charging way too much for skyward sword but I also love that game and am like yeah, me too. way willing to throw down oh, absolutely. Me too. a bunch of money for it. And it's the same thing but with like, SMT where it's like, I love mm-hmm. SMT enough that like I'm willing to pay the price. But when things are priced this way, is it already, is it only catering to the people that are already invested? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is for it, sure. And suckers. And so I def- I'm definitely <laughs> and a sucker suckers. when it comes to game prices. Yeah. In case of Shimigami Tensei, it definitely feels like to me appealing to the crowd that's already in for the purchase. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, because you can argue if I'm at that team or if I'm a big, you know, SMT3 fan, like I can argue why you would potentially have value for it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like in 2021, it, that is insanely expensive when you consider if you go to steam and you see like bundles you know like or like some old game will be like there's like an old series and I'm like hey buy the whole series for less than that you know like the fact that i'm playing mass effect right now 60 bucks you get mass effect one mass effect two mass effect three and all the dlcs it's like they're just making you look bad like that's just more yeah you know like, like shimigami tensei is more if you want the dlc than mass effect for th- with three games it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's, so it, 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 it's, it's tricky when you talk about value because it's all, I, I believe it's, you know, we can make blanket statements, but it, as far as somebody making their own purchasing decision, it's like mm-hmm. that value is in the eye of the beholder. Like right. I could give, I could give, I could freely give F- SMT3 to two different people and one person could be like, oh my God, thank you. And the other person's like, I'm not going to Yeah, this. I, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's just the, the launch price tag. It's just if you want to get in now, but it's just, that seems like a game that will be. Um, potentially less than that someday and so it's i I think just as a it's a risk that that publisher is taking Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah there's no way with seeing just how crazy dirt cheap you can get some other games after extended time that you know yeah um that have been remastered or remade or re-released to play devil's advocate uh you know i i mentioned like "Ah, i think that price tag is probably like maybe keeping some newcomers away and i think that's probably true but on the other side of that it's like okay well the audience for this is like 
super small anyway and then they're super invested and they're mm-hmm. super passionate but there's not that many of them so to like to justify this release it needs to be more expensive because like the the right. pool of people because you, you brought up mass effect right and like you compare the the massive the size of the mass effect audience to the size oh, of yeah. the audience for shin megami tensei 3 nocturne you know mm-hmm. uh yeah i it, it's just a, it's true. just a world of difference so i wonder if that plays into it and is it you know is that a justification yeah yeah, yeah that's true i don't <laughs> i don't know man yeah it's always hard to figure out what's worth it for some people right 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 i mean brad you you know you mentioned the price tag kind of being like off-putting for you i mean is that is that tangibly like delaying how quickly you would play that game i mean yeah like i want the 70 dollar version because i don't want the dlc like that that it's like a, a check of like i'm not gonna get this right now kind of thing the mm-hmm. biggest check for me is like i just don't have time to play this game right now or i don't want to invest sure. the mental capacity it takes to get through this game at the moment right but i mean it doesn't help maybe if it was like 40 bucks i've been like oh i wonder if it'll be 40 bucks when smt5 comes out now that people yeah, maybe like, oh it's smt5 was my first one and i love it i want to go back and it's like well they yeah remastered like, yeah i, I wonder wanted- if they could do like a bundle say the quote of the game's not worth or anything like that but just for me right now i'm like i don't know it's just it's, it's just a little barrier for me yeah that's that's another thing to consider though i mean smt5 is theoretically coming out this year uh mm-hmm. and it's like well do you just you know just looking at it from an audience perspective it's like do i want to spend 50 to 70 dollars on this thing when i know smt5 is coming out that's also going to be probably a similar length, right? Like, right. I I wonder if that's a factor. And I wonder, you know, a lot of people are playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I wonder if as many people or maybe even more people would jump aboard if like the new Mass Effect was coming out this year. Like, I, I wonder right. how much of an incentive versus disincentive that is. Like, A, you don't want to burn yourself out, but also you want to like get ready for the new thing. <sighs> yeah, like... Yeah, I might as well. I like. I should just wait for five. You know, I don't think right. I want to play two SMT games in one year. Yeah, and that's that's a very fair point. And the other thing is, it's like, well, it's you know, the storyline's completely separate anyway, right? So right, mm. and like, it doesn't I, matter I, I, I think catch up. anyway, yeah, we think, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, that is the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think that was just a short hotake. I think that's just. That's just what happened yeah. there. A very I, real I just, hotake. I think... Um, Expensive hotake. Yeah. I think it gets difficult for me because I I feel like especially like the last couple of years, there's just been so many remasters. Like the, 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 the remaster slash remake, but especially the remaster has just been increasing in volume. And it's like, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm spending more money on older games getting re-released than i am like brand new games and like on one hand like i'm i'm happy about it right like legend of mana is coming out never played that game it looks gorgeous i'm super interested but it is weird when i feel like i I, like i look at my gaming budget and i'm just spending more on older stuff (laughs) i don't know if that's like a troubling sign for the industry or not but no that's that's the thing is like i don't think smt3 being 70 dollars is something we should necessarily fix in the industry or be like no don't do that i just think it's again it's the risk of them it's them saying we need to ask more from our 
you know, smaller community. Right. right. Uh, we need to make more on this than typically other people would. Um, and, th- you know, it, it, that's got to be a difficult thing for to gauge in terms of popularity. Because I'm seeing, I saw a tweet from somebody today who said they just finished their 34th uh, Mass Effect playthrough. And it's like, well, Damn. yeah, they were going to buy it. That that, yeah. that that remaster could have been two hundred dollars, and they buy it. You know, they would they would just get 34 it. Thirty four playthroughs of Mass Effect. Yeah, and that's such a specific number that I have to believe them. You know, like I have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it wasn't just like a oh, hundredth or something. It was like no, I count them. Um, and uh, so I think it's I think yeah I think it's you you know not not leveraging your game as far as quality of what's in inside of it. You leveraging how much money you can make off your fan base. Um, and maybe they'll, maybe this will be a lesson for them. Maybe this will work out or maybe they'll be like, okay, we should, uh, right. drop that price or bundle it with something else at some yeah. point or keep that in mind if we want to remaster SMT4 or something else. Well, it's hard because I, I would totally be down for more Atlas remasters and I do want them, like, I, I want it to do well because I want more SMT games on contemporary platforms. Um, but yeah, I think they're. I just think they're asking a little too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to spend money too, bad because I want more right. of these. You know, like there's so many franchises that I want to come back. Like I want that SSX tricky, you know, <laughs> remake so much. It's like I would pay double for Mass Effect if you could take that other, right. you know, sixty bucks, put it towards, you know, a remake that I want. And so it's tough not to get excited and jump at these things when they happen because you're like, yes. And like, it's not even pay attention to other publishers with franchise I enjoy that went away. It's not even like. I don't think it would have to be that much of a discount. I feel like for Nocturne specifically, if they just knocked down both the regular and deluxe editions down by like $10, I would have a yeah. much mm-hmm. different viewpoint on yeah. on this. And it, it might be in the yeah. calendar for them. That literally might be a right. date they're planning on right. doing that. You know, we'll see. All right. Uh, are we ready for some emails, gentlemen? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, God damn, just think about RE4 right now. Dude, off the play RE4. <laughs> It's and the, thing, the other thing about RE4. I'm just, combi- I'm just combining treasures and selling them and, and sorting my shotgun. It's like the perfect hair. length as well, where like it's long enough to be satisfying, but there's no part where it's like a total slog or like you dread mm-hmm. when you replay. Right. Like, it, yeah, it's just it's right there. It's right in the pocket. It's great. All right, uh, our first email comes in from Davis. Uh, he says, "Greetings from Big Bear, California. Summer is finally here." Growing up and even now as a busy college student, finding time to devote to a full-length JRPG during the school year is difficult. To me, JRPGs go together with summer like a tall, ice-cold glass of lemonade or homemade ramen on a long and rainy summer night. Yo, this this guy sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I have some JRPGs in my backlog that I would like the panel to help me sort through. The rules are simple. The panel will choose games from three categories, full course meals, very long RPGs, afternoon snack, medium length RPGs. I find it funny that is he describes these as medium length because they're very long. <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, what he Or Tasty it. Morsels short RPGs. Uh, since the summer doesn't last forever, I'll have time to play either one full course meal, two afternoon snacks, or three Tasty Morsels. Uh, I'll also accept one afternoon snack and one Tasty Morsel. Uh, I'm at the RPG cafeteria right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got so much room on right. the plate. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I think maybe we'll just like pick one from each category so the full course meals or i guess we could well well, let's go from there because we have to look at all the categories so the full course meals these are the longest ones so persona 5 124 hours he's getting all of this from how long to beat um okay 
I would, even though I have not gone through all of it, just based on what I've been told and what I've experienced, Mm -hmm. I would definitely play Royal. I I would see no reason to play vanilla over Royal. Based on what I've seen as well, yeah. So Persona 5, uh, 124 hours. Dragon Quest S, Dragon Quest 11 S, Echoes of the Elusive Age, 89 hours. I think it might be even more than that. Dragon Quest 8 Journey. Oh, I easily broke 100 for that. Dragon Quest 8 Journey of the Cursed King, 81 hours. Oh, man. Oh my I, like I love all three 80, of those games. I feel like eight yeah. is like a little. Is it that long? Final Fantasy If you 10, do the true ending, like the ending yeah, yeah, dungeon, yeah. it's fucking yeah. long. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy ten seventy one hours. I definitely do not. Re- Final Fantasy ten is ten, not seventy one hours. That seems long to me. I I can say with confidence that ten is not seventy one hours long. All right. Uh, I guess that's not counting like. The Dark Aeons or whatever. I'm talking like story playthrough. There's no mm-hmm. way it's 71 yeah. hours. All right. Uh, so that's the four co- full course meals. The afternoon stacks are Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, 56 hours. That sounds right. Final Fantasy IX, 54 hours. I don't think Final Fantasy IX is quite that long either. I don't think it's that long Especially if you're playing an updated release where you can speed things along. Uh, mm-hmm. Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door, 39 hours. That sounds about right. Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia. 47 hours uh, and then these are the tasty morsels secret of mana 19 hours yeah secret of mana is pretty short super mario rpg 19 hours golden sun 27 hours and earthbound 32 hours mm-hmm. okay a lot of great games on that list man yeah very Jeez. tough mm-hmm. so he says he'll have time to either play one full course meal two afternoon snacks or three tasty morsels i'll also set one afternoon snack and one tasty morsel it's tough too because I think these things might cancel each other out. Like I don't know if you want to do Persona Five and Earthbound. That might be a little too much after school special for you. You know, like that, you, sure. you might want to like, you know, pair that with a you know Paper Mario or or something, um, uh, something a little more stylistically different. I mean, Earthbound and Persona Five are very different games, but just like the your kids and yeah, you know, discovering weird things. It's just they are they are similar to some of the other ones. <sighs> this it's is hard so for me hard not to recommend. Final Fantasy Nine, out of all these yeah. games, right? If you like, haven't it's played, it's my yeah, personally, it's mm-hmm. my second favorite Final Fantasy. Like I love my, this game a lot. It's my yeah, it's your favorite, favorite one, yeah. And I, I know Jones, you like this one too. And I oh, think yeah. it like, holds up really incredibly well. Go ahead, Dragon Quest very much does. 8, the music, like, the characters, arguably my favorite PS2 game ever. It's Dragon Quest Eight like, is spectacular. Yeah, and like Eleven's really good. Like P5 Royal is super good, but it is probably the longest game out of all of this or all of these yeah oh. it's just i think what's hard with this list that makes it difficult to kind of pare down and why it's kind of an interesting email is like there this is from all over the place i mean you have some like stone cold old classics and then you right. have kind of like the hot newness as well and it's hard mm-hmm. like prioritizing one over the other. And then you have some of these where it's like, well, you know, this has an amazing story or like this has like just a great vibe to it. Or like, these are all kind of pulling in different directions for me. Mm -hmm. Like it's hard comparing secret of mana to persona five. You know what I mean? Like it's hard. Right. Sure. I, I would still, uh, Having not actually played it, just kind of like uh, hung out over the shoulder of Bloodworth, uh, I would still, if you are a big fan of RPGs and you're looking to finish 
some things this summer. I would recommend Earthbound because that is there's just nothing like it. There's nothing <laughs> like Earthbound is way different from everything on that list. Yeah, um, totally. Paper Mario uh, is also. Pretty I just think I think as a, I think as mm-hmm. a as a JRPG fan, you'd get a kick out of it. You'd be like, mm-hmm. "What are these enemies? What are these abilities?" Yeah. Maybe get a guide. Get, get a little confusing. So he says he would take three tasty morsels, and I actually think that might be the way to go. Like, because you have Secret of Mana, Super Mario RPG, Golden Sun, and Earthbound on this list. And, like, all of those games are pretty dramatically different from each other. And so I think you would get a lot of good variety. The question is cutting one of them. Yeah. Out of those, I'd personally cut Secret of Mana. I like Secret of Mana, but I think the other games are a little stronger. I never played Golden Sun, so I don't know. Oh, wait, I, yeah, I haven't played Golden Sun either. I've heard good things about it, though, but... Yeah, I I played some Golden Sun back in the Game Boy Advance days, and I did not... It just didn't click with me, and I actually tried playing it again on Wii U, and it still wasn't clicking mm-hmm. on me. I really, like, at some point, want to force myself to go through it, so I would probably That's cut Golden Sun. of games to play, yeah. I out of these four. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of people really love it. It's just not my personal... Jam. I think Secret of Mana has a lot of problems, but mm-hmm. I still love it so much. I think Secret of Mana has a really great vibe that I really love, but I yeah. some of the mm. combat frustrates me. You know, it can systems. be very frustrating, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know, like spending a summer games. playing Dragon Quest Eleven or like Dragon Quest Eight or Persona Five I know. also sounds That's pretty like, dope. I remember spending a summer yeah. playing Dragon Quest yeah. Eight and it was fucking incredible. Yeah. I played eight and twelve back to back. Finally see twelve back to back and it was so rad. Nice. Dude, you like need a summer for one of those games. So mm-hmm. like Yeah. I guess I also don't know how much of it experience this person has with any of these franchises. Because I think like Dragon Quest Eleven is a perfect Dragon Quest game to start with. I think yes. it's an easier entry Agreed. point than eight. Yeah, I think For it's sure. an easier entry From, point yeah. than eight. Yeah. I feel like it's we're not being helpful experience. at all. I know this hey, is like, Dragon Quest got... Eleven and Earthbound done. Dragon Quest Eleven and Earthbound. I feel like that's not bad. I feel like that's not bad. It's done. Not Have bad. a good summer. It's not bad. Yeah. Persona Five is not a summer game. It's during the school year. You have to play. That's it a year-long year. game. Yeah, playing uh, playing Persona Five during the winter is sounds right. I don't know. Playing Persona Five at any time is not incorrect. So right, yeah. I'm just getting those real no wrong answers to this. We'll we'll go with uh, Earthbound Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, okay. I like that okay. answer because you have a much more modern JRPG yes. yeah. and a really old retro one. What's so funny about very that? Very straightforward, hard to get lost JRPG and an extremely confusing wacko mm-hmm. RPG. Yeah, like it's not going to make a lot of sense, but it's funny, 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 funny. What's funny is I do think, specifically for Dragon Quest, Eleven is like pretty modernized, but it's there's a lot of Dragon Quest Eleven that is very retro-ish. You know, in so, terms of in Dragon Quest, it's modern. Yes, Dragon I agree Quest with systems. that. Yes, I agree with that. Okay. Uh, we've got uh, a next e- um, email comes in from 
Beaks, which is just fun to say, hey, Ben and Allies, the early days of motion controls in games was weird. Which of the big three do you think it had the greatest effect on, whether it be Kinect harming Xbox into the Xbox One generation or Nintendo's huge success then fall off from the Wii to Wii U generations? And hey, I guess Sony had an easier transition to VR because of it. Motion controls have been around for a while, but which company do you Mm, think is mm -hmm. feeling the effects of them most to this day? Sony. You think so? Because you're still doing it, you know. It's like, and, and I and it's still interesting, and I'm curious to see what they do with PSVR two. Whereas, like, I just saw the recent Mario Golf trailer, and they were like, and you can also take the, uh, you know, the the what what are they called? Joy Cons, yeah, the Joy Cons. They're like, you take your Joy Con, and I'm like, never, never, ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I know, I'm never. not gonna do that shit. Because it just seems like an afterthought. It just seems like, oh, that works too. And it's like, well, I'm not gonna play it mm-hmm. that way. Like, maybe if I'm really, really bored, mm-hmm. but like. Nah, I don't think I've used the Wii U. Remember when you had the golf ball like on the Wii U pad? Yes. Um, and Xbox just yeah, you know maybe good things had come out of that at the end of the day, but uh, completely um, Sony still like literally actively today in 2021 announcing and doing things that could not work without their motion technology. So as much as I hated the success, (laughs) I I see what you're saying, Brandon, and I I think that's very logical, but I don't think. Any of the big three, like, had it affect their identity as much as Nintendo? Like, oh, sure. like yeah, for, yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like it was like from that perspective, definitely. Like, definitely the the other companies have have used it, and you're right, Sony's still using it. But I feel like you can just completely ignore it and still get a lot of Sony. Whereas, like, it was like all of Nintendo in a way that, like, I. It redefined them, and now I feel like they're redefining themselves from that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, although it is funny because, like, you're right. Like, PSVR still using it. I I don't think I've used a Joy-Con in like over a year. Well, yeah. it's like the ice cubes. Remember, they were like, yeah. "Listen to the yeah. ice cubes." Like, no, nothing yeah. has come out of it. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It hey, wasn't. I'm going to use them for Skyward time. Sword, though. I'm Are busting you? those Joy-Cons out. Oh, yeah. I'm so stoked. I'm so stoked to use oh, the sticks for Skyward Sword. Most people are... St- I love the motion control, dude. It's Skyward Sword. It's so fun. Yeah, I think it's I think it's definitely a lot better than a lot of the other Waggle stuff. I'm just... Sure. I'm really into just embracing the gimmick so hard in that game. Okay. I'm all for it. Well, I think they use it pretty creatively there as well. Like, I think yeah. of, like, the Gear I mean, fight is pretty I think cool. it's probably one of the best Nintendo motion yeah. games out there. Yeah, I think it's probably just straight up one of the best motion control experiences yeah. I've ever had. Connect is so weird to me because, like, I feel like it's PlayStation Move, outside of the context of, like, PSVR, was, like, never that big of a deal. Like, I know mm-hmm. it kind of, like, had a bit of a bubble, but I remember Connect and, like, people were freaking out. Like, yeah, it My seemed love. really chaos, crazy, and then it just, like, <laughs> totally vanished. And no one gives a shit about out. it anymore. Yeah. Well, you see what they're doing with HoloLens, where like HoloLens does not have a consumer version mm. at all. Like mm-hmm. HoloLens is only for gigantic companies, like ocean liners traveling to the depths of you know the Earth that are like using you know motion stuff and HoloLens to like um, you know talk to each other or like show information. It's just not not like they realize like this is a bad idea to try yeah. to sell that to consumers. Right. It was it, like Connect was fascinating because I think it's some of the most interesting tech that's ever been introduced in gaming with just like no, nothing to support it. Like there was just no, there was, it wasn't like there was like a Wii Sports Killer app. There was just, like, there was no game 
that it was like that Sesame Street game, I guess. Well, what was that harmonics couple, game but... that got a little bit of buzz? Was it Dance Central? Oh, the Fanta- the Fant- uh, well, they did the Fantasia game too that I was not a fan of. No, but like Dance Central had like, some buzz on. Wasn't it. it connecty? Yeah, I think Dance Central was kind of big, kind of. They also had uh, Child of Eden as well. I always wanted to try Fable, but I heard it was garbage. Yeah, I didn't like play. I didn't Connect play games. either. Yeah. There was that uh, Gunstring game. I forgot what it was called. But Gunstringer. That was yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. And Star Wars. Well, it feels like a life But like, we're in the VR era now. It's like, why? Yeah. Right. It's, it's, yeah. No yeah. Totally. Back, You're right. Yeah. No reason yep. to go back. You can spend, you can buy a VR headset and spend nothing, zero dollars on software for months and be extremely entertained. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, the, I, I can maybe mention on one hand, so like maybe Connect Games, you should now go back and would be worth it, you know, to plug everything in and but bummer our last email comes in from martian martian uh i've been an allies a few days ago i started cleaning up my apartment and wanted to turn on some chill music and found an album i didn't listen to for a long time from david august called times a very interesting and chill electronic album my mind wandered as it sometimes does and i imagined a game that would fit the soundtrack an adventure game mm-hmm. in deserted places similar to Near Automata. Uh, an emotional journey with a brooding and scarred protagonist, a dimly lit, sprung, sprawling city where you can't trust anyone. I even thought of some songs that would be perfect for boss fights. My question to you is, can you think of any musician's album you could imagine a game to? And if so, what kind of game would it be? I actually mm-hmm. think about this a lot. Uh, where I'll be listening actually, to a song. Go ahead. I think of like a lot of like heavier kind of music, like metal and stuff. I'm like, oh, they can just put this in Devil May Cry now, because like, yeah, a lot of Devil May Cry like has heavy ass shit in it, like Dante's theme, for example. I'm like, this should just be cool music to kill demons to, or Doom right. or something like that. Yeah, I, I think about this a lot, and it, you're not wrong. I do think that you could. Pro- there are some cases where you could add a lot to a specific genre. It would work. But then there are other times where I'm like, okay, this song wasn't made for a game and like the album Mm -hmm. has like a theme to it. And so like Mm -hmm. taking it out would feel weird. Or I think sometimes just like music with lyrics don't really work in general, but uh, yeah, like, cause I would love more games to have Metallica music, but it's like, could they make Mm -hmm. it work in a way that wouldn't be distracting? We think about Red Dead and and like games like Red Dead and Death Stranding, where they just suddenly like spring a song on you, mm-hmm. and it's like you need to not know that song. It's like important for you to be like, what right. is this tune? Mm-hmm. You know, That's if it's like true, a song you've heard a thousand times, you'll be like, yeah, all right, right. <laughs> you know, like you're carrying a lot of dude my previous emotions into this experience that it's tough for me to shake because it's one of my favorite songs or it's song up. There was a point where like way too many things were using "Sympathy for the Devil" from Rolling Stones, and it's like you're actually making this thing worse by using this song. Like <laughs> people are like, it, it's way too played out. It, it, like a lot of other people are already doing it. Like, this is not a cool thing that you're doing. I feel like it's distracting. Yeah. I feel like you can just put a lot of music in skateboard games and it'd be fine. Oh, yeah. It's like mostly sports stuff. When I think yeah, about like, like a, a good, racing like, game know, or something, yeah. like a new track from Foo Fighters oh, or something I enjoy. I'd be like, Oh, this would be fun to, yeah. Burnout is perfect for that, man. Yeah. Like that kind of vibe. <sighs> And you're right. I hope I hope Tony Hawk comes back with a vengeance, like continues oh, the I vengeance think, that it's on. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think it'll come back again. Cool. All right, that's going to do it uh, for Frame Trap. Uh, wonderful chatting with you, you folks. As always, thank you so much to my wonderful. panelists, Brandon Jones and Brad Ellis. Uh, if you would like to send an email to Frame Trap, the address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Also in the description of wherever you're watching this. Until next time.